from downtown, this is Tim Kitsar from NBA Jam, and you're listening to Nintendo Main Podcast. Boom shakalaka! This week on Nintendo Main, four proper Dragon Quests are officially on the Nintendo Switch. Abido 1, Nintendo 0. Lag is more fun with friends. Is it, though? Welcome to Nintendo Main Podcast, episode 191, your place for Nintendo news from Nintendo fans like yourself. And we are your hosts. I'm Trey, lost the Prince Johnson. I'm Jeremy. You can copyright my screenshots, but not my heart. Mikowski. <laughs> and I'm John. 20 bucks, knitter. 20 bucks. Indeed. Mm-hmm. That's one whole Hamilton. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Living large. Yeah, it's Wait, uh, it Hamilton. It won't. It it's a uh, it's John's Jackson. birthday. Jackson. Yeah, Hamilton's on the ten. It's a uh, it's John's birthday today as of recording. Happy birthday, John! You guys can figure How that you? out because it won't be when it's posting. But happy birthday, man! Officially on the show. Here. Appreciate that. Appreciate it very much. Thank you. We uh, I sent I sent him a twenty dollar eShop card digitally. Yes. As, yes. As Thank as you to Trey and to Jess for the gift card. Really appreciate it, uh, and I hope to. Figure out what I'm going to get on the show today. Yeah. So more on that later. Well, uh, let's do what we normally do. Start off the show with talking about games that we got. I noticed that you got a new game, John. Why don't you start it off? I did, yeah. Birthday boy. So I got a a birthday gift surprise in the mail today. I opened it. There was a knock at the door. I opened it up, and the mailman had already scooted away. So I looked (laughs) down, and there's a package at my feet. And I opened it up. Oh, I picked it up, and it's like, oh, this feels like a Switch game inside. I opened it up. Sure, it's Link's Awakening. Wow. But there's, so I got Link's Awakening. And, but there was no, like, card, no invoice, nothing inside the package. So I'm like, who gave this to me? Like, who, who, first of all, knew that I wanted Link's Awakening, that Link's Awakening came out, and that I didn't have the game? Do we have stalkers on the show? Is it listeners that are? uh... Yeah, I don't don't know. And (laughs) how do they know my address, you know? So I was just like perplexed and trying to figure this out. I called my mom and said, you know, do you know who gave this to me? And she didn't know. So we were trying to figure it out. And uh, together we kind of came up with the idea to look for the tracking number on the package. Sure, there was a tracking number on the package. Um, Smart. And so I called Best Buy and I said, here's the number. I got this gift. And it turned out it was my old roommate and dear friend Otis Webb. Oh, hey, Otis. Link's Awakening. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. That's Otis. awesome. And he's try- trying to That's be awesome. like classy and anonymous about it. Otis, out of nowhere. Yeah, well, yeah. I don't know. I called him up and said thank you. Um, he said that actually he didn't even know that they, they were not putting any kind of thing inside, expected that they were going to put something in their note or something. Yeah, so luckily I figured it out and got to thank him. And uh, I'm actually going to meet up with, with Otis 
next week when I come for Trey's wedding to Chicago. So we get to thank him in person. Nice. Did Man, you-, you got hooked up this birthday. Does I he- did. Yeah, I got good friends. Is- so thank you again, Trey and Jess. And thank you, Otis, as well. Does he listen to the show? Does he know of your plights? Like how you had not gotten the game because of resources and whatnot? I have told him about the show, so maybe he listened to an episode. Yeah. I don't know. He, I didn't ask him about that. He but, should. Uh, yeah, that's possible. I, I'm sure you told him, but you know, he can reach out to us or be on the show, of course, if he wants. Yeah, that. absolutely. I told him that is an instant invite to be on the show. Yeah, so anytime you want to be on the show, that buy us something. Sure. <laughs> exactly. Send, that's how it works. Send you know? one of us a game secretly. <laughs> physical game. That's how we get all these guests. We got a yeah. huge stack of games. Yeah. They buy us off, really. Right. We, don't, we don't like any other stuff. <laughs> they just buy us games and we're like, yeah, you're great. I'm kidding. We, we love all of you. Except for that one guy that we won't mention. <laughs> <laughs> got no love for that guy. <laughs> you know who you are. You know who you are. You're not listening to the show anymore. At least I hope not. Hope you're not like <laughs> stalking, stalk hating us or whatever. I'll download all your stuff so I can hate you and listen to it. Anyway, yeah. Uh, what do you what do you think of Link's Awakening? It's great. I played it for about an hour and a half so far. Yeah, and I just feel like I'm playing exactly what it is—a better version of the Game Boy game. Yeah, I, I love it. I love all the neat little touches. The animation's amazing. I love the miniaturization effect. It's uh, very effective. Yeah, it's a great game. What more can I say? There's a lot of really cool, like subtle graphical things too that I'm noticing the more I play it, like the reflections and stuff on mm-hmm. all the objects and how they're affected by, like there's those bad those ga- bad guys in the dungeons that like bounce around kind of like in a diagonal. You know, what I'm talking about there in links link to the past too. But... The anti demons. Yeah, ones, I think that's what they're called. Or the anti fairies yeah, or whatever. Uh, you can turn like them into they fairies. They go close to like certain objects. They create a, like even objects that you can move around. They'll like create. Mm-hmm cast a reflection on it like relative to where they are it's pretty cool oh cool like, really nice touch and you you've done the same thing that you could do on link to the past right with the magic powder I'm sure, yeah on that oh yeah. i always do that yeah now i'm out of magic powder actually oh, from doing that too much uh-huh. i'm guessing that you've probably beat the game by now jeremy or are you still I've just not. like getting all the extra I, uh, stuff i actually just got to finally got to the seventh dungeon yesterday and um i worked all week on it like whenever i had time like trying to figure out how, what i was supposed to do I'm not proud of it, but I did finally look online, and I'm just so mad that I had to look for such a stupid, stupid thing. A lot I think of it's permissible. I mean, a lot of times games, it is. Sometimes they have a little. Yeah, I won't give it away, but it was it was like something that I had kind of already tried multiple times, but I guess the context was different, and I didn't have the right item at the time, so yeah. I just not even thought about like going back there to try that again. So yeah, it was stupid, but once I figured that out, you know, I was like, oh shit! Like now I know exactly what to do. It was just one little tiny thing, and then I got all the way to the. I was able to get to the dungeon just finding that one little detail. But not proud of it. But to be honest, I don't know how I would have figured it out otherwise. It would have been just total accident. Yeah, it's well. It, when we get to the games that I've been playing, I had a similar situation actually on a on a couple games. So yeah, but that it it always sucks when you have to check it. So is that? Is I know that... I beat this game originally, but I I wonder. I mean, obviously I. The internet was around when I played it. It was probably 15 years ago or, or just around that. And uh, there's definitely good game facts and stuff that I could have looked at. So I'm thinking I probably looked back in the day, too. Sure. I mean, for this game, I mean, for this game, you kind of need to. I feel like it's I love I like the game, but some of the design choices are really weird and just kind of like kind of awkward and obtuse. Like, it's just like the seventh dungeon's tough. Yeah. And and, um, and I'm I think having a little trouble with it, but. 
And is okay. that is that the one? Is that the one with the like with the pillars that like go through the yes. whole level? Yeah, that was what that was what stumped me in the game when I when I originally bought it from London when I was in high school. I got to that point and I just got so fucking lost and frustrated that I just gave up and never beat it. You know, and then I started playing it again later, and I think I got stuck like on the fourth, like trying to get like the fourth part, and I'm just like the design on this is weird, and I just kind of never made it through. So, so I know I know that part's difficult. I mean, I'm sure it's still difficult now. It was incredibly but, difficult when I played you know, it the nothing first time. Else, like I'm happy it's taken me a second to beat this. Like I was afraid I was going to beat it in a couple of days or whatever. Yeah, I heard pe- heard people saying like under ten hours for it, and I'm like, uh, I don't know. That's if you know the game really well. Yeah, I think. That's probably the same people who said you could beat the Goose Game in an hour, which I don't believe that. Or five nope. minutes, I guess, if you know cheats and stuff. <laughs> but yeah, no, I, I, I started playing it again, too. Like, I got through... I got I got to the face dungeon, which I guess some people are having troubles with that one, from what I heard. That, that one's kind of designed it weird, too. But I haven't got there yet. But I did... Yeah, I did, like, the water one, and I did the the one with the hook shot after that. Now, isn't wasn't in the original game? Wasn't the hook shot the the flip shot or something? Like, didn't it, the flip shot? Like, it didn't work the same. You remember that, Jeremy? Right? Where you like, where you would use it and it wouldn't like instead of like pulling you to the thing, it would like switch places with you in the thing. Or do you oh, get that later? Yeah. I remember now. Yeah, yeah, I think it was just like it was called the like graphical limitations. It was called the switch hook, is what it was called yeah. originally. Do you get to get that at all later in the game, or is that just from the because of the graphical limitations? I think it must have been because I haven't seen anything. Oh, okay, because I kind of like the switch hook. I don't know; it was an interesting, different thing. I know it was trying to be the hook shot, but yeah, I, I was like, I was like, I remember this being the being the switch hook, but but yeah, no, it's it's still super cool. I actually, in on the stuff that I bought, but uh, I went to uh, we we went to Best Buy to check and see if they have amiibo, and they have all of the amiibo, and I ended up getting. Mr. Mr. Link's Awakening Amiibo right here. Oh, he's super shiny cute. and cute. I'll oh, I'll, I'll like say the uh, a less creepy version of that statue, the statue Link in Majora's Mask. Yeah, <laughs> well, this one has eyes. Yeah. I mean, I mean, they're dark eyes instead of instead of white eyes. So that's the difference. But no, he's super cute. I like his little his little emo like hair flip on the side there. It's like super, you know. Oh, I have I want pink hair like Link. You want pink-haired Link? Yeah, I do too. When they made all those different Link ones, which I found one, which I'll talk about later though when we get to that. But uh, yeah, no, the pink-haired Link from Links of the Past would be really cool. I mean, you know, it, it looks like they're not really stopping on the Amiibo, so I'm sure we'll see it in the future. So I, I remember you saying you're done with Amiibo, and then you posted that you got like five. So, I mean, I, I probably said that a bunch of times, but I'm really never done done with Amiibo in my heart. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this show started out being kind of about Amiibo. <laughs> it was one of the only things we had to talk about. That was like one of our very first episodes, I think, was our first live Amiibo opening. So, you know. Mm-hmm. Well, that was Jeremy's first Amiibo, right? Wasn't that the Star Fox Amiibo uh-huh. that you opened in the, the first Amiibo episode? Blurrens, yeah, yeah. So, no, I mean, I, I'm i not I'm not done with Amiibo, of course. But, I mean, I, I don't know when I – yeah. I never mean it because there's still like so many – like I have to get the Dragon Quest one, of course. I'd love to get the Ken Amiibo. Uh, you know, I like – Yeah. I, I'm not I'm not on a quest to get all of them because there's lots of them, but if I find them, I'll get them all. I still keep my eyes peeled when I go to disc replay for the opened ones because yeah. that's where I found Poochie, for instance. Yeah, and, uh, that's where I saw the wedding Mario and Peach, which I wish I would have bought those. Mm. Or I think it was Bowser and Peach. Yeah, but I wish I would have grabbed those because I haven't seen those since then. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I saw them. Well, I, I saw one at that at that Indie PopCon 
I think it was Bowser, but they were selling them for way too much there. The one guy was selling them for like $50 or something. It was ridiculous. The, uh, the voice... I'm happy I have my Poochie one. That's my favorite one. The uh, the voice of Bowser was... I remember he was making jokes about that. He's like, I should just bring... He's like, I should bring Amiibos of, of Bowser and, si- and sign them and sell them for $100. Like well, probably, probably good. You probably good there. This guy's this guy's amiibo stand was outrageous, as far as this stuff goes. Did have you made it through the first dungeon yet, then, John? Or are you just kind of no? Around? I'm on the trading quest, and I just gave the uh, chain chomp a blow and got dog food. Oh, okay, I started. Uh, what was it? I, I I finally found I I found where to put the first uh, figure that you get. Like you get you get the chain chomp with the bat with the bow. Mm-hmm. So I kind of just. For for like probably like for almost an hour, I just I was just playing the grain game and just getting Nintendo figure after Nintendo figure in the game, which was oh, you, pretty. There's fun. more to the crane game. Yeah. Oh Is yeah. That, yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, you get you get you get like little. There are like more Mario stuff in there, which we didn't mention last week, but there are little Mario based figurines where you can get enemies. There's a shy guy. There's like a Boo. There's a Spiny. Mm, a okay. bunch bunch of stuff like that, and you get them from the Crane game. So yeah, I've gotten. I have a chain chomp. I've gotten pretty good at the crane game. I'll say I'm pretty proud that I got all the items in the store on nine tries. I didn't the crane game. I didn't count my tries yeah. on the crane game. Yeah. I mean, when I started, I think I did it. I think I did it like three or four times and ran out of money, and then like had to leave and come back later. Luckily, it, there's all that grass right outside that you can just get all your rupees from. <laughs> yeah. If you like, you need a fix for the crane game. Yeah. You know what? I'm th- I'm kind of ashamed of myself. I uh I went I was playing the the trading quests a little bit, or I just kind of like ended up doing four or five extra things in the quest because I finally found who wanted one of my items. And uh, I went around and got like, I did pretty well. And I found like several pieces of heart and did some other stuff. And then I, uh, I forgot to save. Oh, and you oh. turned it off, which yeah, uh, I think I've gotten so used to how the switch works where you just, right. you know, just put it to sleep when you don't want to play it. Yeah. I think what happened was, the the update happened. Oh no! Yeah. And so when the update happened, I think it shut my game down because I was just like, "Well, I don't feel like I would be dumb enough not to save." But yeah, I, I was. You know, it took me way back. Like I didn't even have the ocarina yet. Oh I no! Had, like at the, pretty much the beginning of the last time I played. So I probably lost about an hour, at least an hour of progress because I didn't save. So I do want to PSA save save often in that game. That sucks. I, I, yeah, that really uh, that surprised me actually. When I realized, oh, you have to manually save. That seems like an antiquated feature these days. They would have yeah. updated. You do I mean, every once in a while. I'll do something, and it'll say now saving. So that's what kind of it kind of confuses me because I'm like, yeah, is it, there some sort of auto save. But no, when I went back, I had an auto save, and I had my save, and they were the exact same. And they were oh same. wow, all yeah, that progress because it says auto save every time you get something. But I guess that doesn't count if you accidentally close it without doing an official save. That blows. So that, so that blows, yeah. yeah. But um, I mean, it was just fetch quest stuff. It wasn't like actual dungeon progress. So that would. And s- I was able to, you know, get the. Uh, I was able to go back and get the ocarina pretty quick because I had figured out how to do it. Yeah, I mean that that part's not that long. I, I would be a little discouraged from the game after that. I don't. I don't know if this ever happened to you, Jeremy, on your PS4. And I actually heard people mentioning it on Axe of the Blood God as well. But my PS4, I feel like every time I play it. And I try to save the game; it freezes on the save the game thing, so I can't save and I can't like play it, and I have to restart and I lose whatever I did while I was playing it. So that's been like every time I try to play the PS4, it does that and it kills me. 
and then I don't oh play. Oh gosh, no! I and they don't play the game again. It's not with your hard drive. It's not like it's not even saving. Like it's when I go to the save when it, when I go to save like the menu, it just freezes there, and then I just can't do anything. It did it on Yakuza, and it did it on Spider Man also. And I don't know why. And it's like every time I try to play a game on PS4, I feel like it does that, and I'm like. And then I don't want to play because I played for like a couple hours and then I try to go save and when I try to go save it freezes and then I have to restart it and I don't. So then I don't play it. <laughs> it's really annoying. But thankfully, the Switch has not been like that to me. There was a time when uh, when I was playing Ease 8 and I had played for a long time and I hadn't like really like manually saved and it like froze like in the very end of the game. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I was like, shit. And then I restarted it and it was right where it started, right where it froze. So I didn't lose anything. So that game like auto saved through the whole thing. So that really saved my ass. I was actually really freaked out because I had not been saving at all just because it was the end of the game, you know, and I was just doing all this shit and I just wasn't thinking about it. And then in like one of the final like cutscenes, it like aired and like kicked me out of the game. I'm sure you guys have had that happen to you mm-hmm. on various games on the Switch. It seems to like do it randomly. I don't think it's a specific game that does it. Like I've, you know, sometimes it'll I'll just randomly get kicked out of a game, and uh, it did that. Exactly. And thankfully, I turned it back on, and it wasn't. It was okay. <laughs> I didn't lose anything. But it always, it always sucks when you when you miss that stuff. Yeah, it's kind of it's weird that they didn't just put just didn't put auto save in there for you, and it doesn't work. And also, it doesn't work like you know if you save once, you know you can't like load up whatever you save. Like it doesn't work like a PC game or anything like that. You know that's always annoying too. So it does kind of screw you over in that way. I guess you'd have to like turn it off and start it back, start it back up. But yeah, now now we all have Link's Awakening. It's a right. it's a fun game. I thought, it's I, definitely uh, one of the best games of the year. I was gonna yeah, I was gonna tell you to to put your twenty dollars towards Link's Awakening, but now I don't have to. Now I got it because you got it. So. Yeah, and then I was also looking at Luigi's Mansion Three, but I, I really do want to get everything that's first party physical, so that's that's out. Okay, but um, maybe we can just. Uh, Talk about that now. What are my it's time for you to grab a grab yourself good indie. You're right. Yeah, there are exactly. there are quite a quite a large amount of indies on sale right now. Like it, I feel like there's. I mean, that's kind of skipping ahead to our to our news segment. But but yeah, like a, I feel like what was it like um, Bastion and uh, Transistor? Those were like less than five dollars. I never played any Bastion's of those games. Played but before. Everybody really likes those games. Mac. Yeah, I, didn't, I didn't like it that much. I couldn't um, get into it myself. Yeah, I didn't quite figure it out. Yeah, but some of the other ones that I was thinking of, I got a little list. Um, maybe I can make the decision right now. Maybe you guys can help me out. I was thinking about this game, Double Switch, which... Yeah, that comes out uh, this week. What is what is that game? That game is basically like the spiritual sequel to Night Trap. It was also on the Sega CD. Oh, weird. Okay. Yeah. So it's I... another live-action FMV game, and I'd be getting it purely for that sort of kitsch factor i I don't think it's a good game hmm. but it is an interesting sort of footnote um throw them back to the sega cd and i do like fmv games i got a soft spot for them weird so i was thinking about getting that one uh another fmv game i haven't played late late shift yet so that, i mean that's, that could be on the list that's actually yeah. a good one i think though it's good <laughs> compared to no i mean what I, game the late shift late shift oh late shift as far as FMV games go, or like choose your own adventure type stuff, I think that's the best one that I've played. I think I thought it was. We talked about it before, but I thought it was a lot better than Bandersnatch. Yeah, I think I might get that one. 
Um, it is. I mean, it's. I could do the responsible. What do you say? I was just going to say, like, it is fairly short, but there's like multiple endings, so there's a lot of re- replayability to it. Yeah, I mean, you consider like for twelve bucks, that's like a movie ticket, right? Yeah. So it's like it, a long movie. Yeah, it's basically like I think you can. I think you can beat the game in like an hour and a half, two hours, about. Do you but, think it's good as a movie? Like, if it was a movie, just straight up watching it, is it good? I mean, it's it's definitely got it's definitely has a high production value. Mm-hmm. Like like watching because I remember watching stuff from that like right after I played Night Trap and I'm like wow this is like night night yeah. night and day differences here and it's much it's much different I think it's a good game and and you know many many of our guests have have recommended that game multiple times on this very show so yeah my that's all I'm saying it has it has been time. like recommended by by multiple guests on here I think at least like four or five people have said that that game is great. I'm- Another option I was thinking about was I would consider this the responsible option. So I'm going to do it sometime. Uh, Breath of the Wild DLC. I don't have it. I could just check it off the list and finally get it. Th- that's true. You could do that. But I believe that you have to beat the game before you can do the DLC. Yeah, no, that's the other thing that had me thinking. So you should not, probably get I haven't beaten the game yet. Yeah. And I'm not sure I want to dive back into Zelda right now for time constraint reasons. Yeah. Ringo Ishikawa looks really cool. And Trey said it was great. So that game's fun. I I, beat him. I think, yeah, it's just, I mean, it's, it's, it's just such an interesting game. Like it's different than anything I've ever played. Like it's, it's almost like a beat em up meets like persona kind of, but you don't really have to do either. Like you can, like, if you don't, like if you don't want to fight, you don't have to fight. But you can like fight and level up and get different different moves and stuff. I actually played through it twice because there was because there is like a limited amount of time before the game just kind of ends. Mm-hmm. So you can do different things. Like the second time around, I was more into studying, and it, and actually, if you study, you get a lot of extra money, and you can buy like okay. a video game system for yourself. And I wanted to see what happened with that. But no, I I think it's I think it's a great game. What makes it different than River City Ransom? Oh well, I mean, River City Ransom is basically like. Like, there's not really, like, you don't necessarily have to, it's not like more, it's not like a double dragon where you're like, where you're like fighting from like one thing to another. It's more like you're, you know, you're a kid, you, you go to school, you know, you go to classes and stuff, which I guess you don't necessarily have to do, but, and, and there's gangs around town and you don't have to fight them, but you'll walk by and there'll be gang fights, gang fights going on between different ones. And you can actually... I mean, you can get involved if you want. And actually, if you get involved with the wrong gang, there is actually kind of like a – the story changes a little bit. There's like an extra thing that happens if you do that. So it's like hmm. – so it's kind of like more more open-ended, I guess, where it's 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 kind of like you do whatever you want, I guess. That's what the game it's, – it's hard to explain, you know. I mean, it has a button for smoking. That's, that's all I can say. It makes it the best <laughs> game of the year. No, it's – I mean, you can get a job. You can work at a – you can work in a movie place. You know, and if you show up, if you show up late a few times, you'll get fired. But the funny thing about the movie place is, if you don't go at all, but then show up on time on a different time, you don't get fired. So you can miss like weeks and weeks of work, and then just show <laughs> up on time, you and you're still there. The yeah, yeah. As long as you don't show up late, you can you can keep your job, which I thought was nice because sometimes you get roped into cutscenes and you end up missing your job, and it does happen. Like where the, where the, some stuff happens and you lose the day because of whatever's going on in the story. But I definitely recommend it because I think it's a very unique game, and I think you might be into it. Cool. It's. De- I mean, it's definitely. It, it's. I think it's. It's definitely an indie game. That's for sure. I mean, and I'm not saying that in a bad way. I had a lot of fun with it. Like I played. I played the the crap out of it for a few weeks. 
before I played through it twice and saw what there was, basically saw what there's what there was to see. But if they made a sequel to it, I would totally get it. I think it definitely has potential for more stuff. But what the one that I was thinking of was Grim Fandango remastered. I've had this game on my list for twenty something years, hmm. and I could just pull the trigger on that. Well, I, I don't but know. Do you guys play that game? I don't know anything about Grim Fandango, so that's up to you. I I have it on a uh, Steam, and I played it a little bit. It's I didn't look up any like walkthroughs or anything, so I got stuck pretty fast. That's like a isn't it like a LucasArts game or was it? Or, yes. Yeah. Oh, speaking of LucasArts game, I don't know if this is on your list, but Thimbleweed Park is on sale again. It's only nine ninety nine. Uh, Thimbleweed Park is a game created by the guy who who did Day of the Tentacle and Maniac Mansion. So it's basically the unofficial. It's or another guy. No, the actual the guy who the main developer of that. I don't know his name offhand, but no, uh, Day, uh, the Thimbleweed Park is basically the unofficial sequel to Day of the Tentacle. So if you like those type of games. That okay. one's actually been on my list for a really long time too, and I was really quick to, really close to pulling the trigger since it's like on sale again for ten bucks. I know uh, Bob Mackey like talked really high of it on Retronauts, and he's a huge Maniac Mansion fan. But yeah, no, it's it's in the same style as that, and there's even references to those games in in Thimbleweed Park as much as they can do without getting sued. By that's the one that's kind of like um, I don't know, like detectives or something, right? It kind of, I mean, from like first look, it kind of sort of looked like an X Files type thing where they're like a yeah. a group of detectives but from what i've heard it's very much in the style like the in the humor style of like maniac mansion and day of the tentacle two more that i was thinking of uh return of the Oberdin. remember that one from yeah. the last direct when is did that one ever get a release date uh, i think it was saying coming soon it's uh we'll check that real quick on, on the um thin I, I didn't see it on the sh- on the shop yet as far as the, on the uh, Thimbleweed Park thing, Ron Gilbert, that is the guy who was on it. Mm. He is, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm sure you've heard his name. He did uh, Maniac Mansion, Monkey Island, Day of the Tentacle, those type of things. Oh, I remember this game. So, uh, he so also worked on, on October 18th. He worked on yeah, the... Oberdin, oh, wait, that October 18th. No, I'm sorry. That's what it came out on PC. Oberdin oh, was, yeah. Oberdin was oh, yeah, the October black and white 18th, one. October 18th, 2019. So yeah. it says on the Wikipedia page. So it's one year from the time it was released on PC. Yeah, as far as... Uh, cool. On, I think on the eShop, it just says coming 2019. It doesn't have a date yet. That'd be cool if that's it. I don't know. That's the same day as Ring Fit Adventure. It's real hard to... I'm, I'm kidding. <laughs> it's hard the last to... one that I was thinking about and the one that I'm kind of leaning on, Killer Queen Black. Yeah. This looks like the type of game that can just be played forever. Like, you know, we all know I'm a fan of Rocket League. Just jump in, quick action, jump back out. Kind of go at your own pace, sort of, sort of a experience, right? Yeah, that's why I'm interested. I think I, I need another game like that. That's not Rocket League. Sure. Yeah, I thought about Online that multiplayer. Yep. I, I thought of that. That one might kind of be in your real, in your real house. Yeah, and it depends. It is. And I have played it before. I played it at um, there's a place out here called Two Bit Circus. They have the actual arcade unit, and I didn't play it long enough to really get a feel for it. But it did strike me as like a faster paced joust or balloon fight almost mm-hmm. with more details and more it's like a more varied yeah, gameplay. It, to me it kind of seems like almost like a squad based joust yeah and when that and that's coming out i was gonna say you could wait to try it while you're here on the um well while you're here for the wedding because it's because mm-hmm. they have it i mean they have it at logan arcade which is right by my house oh, okay so there's usually people on it but i've been by a few times where no one's playing it yeah, well, they have league nights over there, so it, it kind of yeah. depends. I don't know which nights are the league nights, but yeah, they, 
there's like it's always covered when there's a league on there. And I don't know, do you need like a full eight people to play the arcade, or can you just play with a couple and computer players? I don't know. I've yeah. played it with two other people. Okay, because I've never I've never played the game, and they have. They have it like the full thing with the two screens, like back to back, like you know, and four, four spots and all that. I know it's, I know it's a, it's coming out the eleventh, which is next week. But you'll be here, you'll be here like the ninth. So actually, you mm-hmm. can try it before it even comes out. So unless you want to like preload it or something. But I think is it still on sale or did the sale go away? I think the sale it's went 15. away. It's on sale until it comes out. Okay, because it says I'm looking at it right now, and it says 19.99. Oh, really? Oh. So I think the sale. Yeah. It's weird. I think the sale went away before it came out. That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's that's what's going on with that one. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, that's kind of like a that's kind of your own decision there, I guess. Unless you, I mean, I say you could try to get you could try to get a couple of them. Like if there's ones on sale worth getting. Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking of going with Killer Queen Black is probably. What I'm, what I'm gonna do? I definitely it, plan it, on buying that game when it comes out. I think it's gonna be a good multiplayer. That would be like fun. We could, we could all play together. Yep. And not a giant file on my limited hard drive space because I've done some serious house cleaning on my my Wii U drive recently, or my my Wii U, my, uh, <laughs> my Switch drive recently. So, like Rocket League got axed a while ago because it just kept adding all these updates and yeah. just taking up more and more space. So I think I think mine got axed the quickest out of the three of us. You uh-huh. <laughs> know I, I like it okay yeah. and I'd love to be able to jump jump right into it. It's until That'll I get a cool. new SD card I'm gonna have to wait. But um, I think Killer Queen Black's gonna take a, a minimal amount of space, at least I'm hoping, because of the graphical style and all that. So Yeah I'll we'll say that Jesse and I have been playing a lot of Rocket League lately. And uh, it would be nice to have a third person on the team. About it um, the other night, but I was busy. I just, uh, yeah, I I just don't really, I don't know. Online multiplayer games just really aren't my thing. And I've said that before, I guess. I mean, I play Tetris 99, but that feels like I'm playing just regular Tetris. So it's not really, it's not really like a co-op thing. Yeah, we do it once in a while, but it's once every few months. Like we play multiplayer, like we did it with Splatoon and... I kind of won't be as much of a thing anymore. I kind of miss playing Splatoon now that now that the uh, Splatfests have gone Splatfests away. Splatfests are gone. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why they had to do that. That's mean. It's well, it's like I don't really play the game anymore. Now I was thinking about that because <laughs> it was it was my number one most played Switch game. I mean, now it's now it's Mario Maker two, of course. But and that was that was just to put that up there. That wasn't me. I only put like about twenty hours into that game. <laughs> Mario Maker 2. We could um, we could transition to we that. We did get an, an update update for that and Trey and I actually tried the multiplayer. We did. It's uh, a, yeah, it was pretty fun I thought except for It's just as laggy as it was before. Lag. Pretty laggy. No. Well, yeah. when when John and I just played and there were only two of us, I felt like it was pretty smooth. Yeah, but I felt I felt like it was smooth also. And actually I've been playing more of the multiplayer before this happened. Uh 
recently, and I thought I noticed an improvement. I thought, oh, this is getting better. It's a more consistent experience. Have you played uh, a- last night? As soon as the third person jumped on, yeah, it got I don't bad. Know if it was just his connection <laughs> or what, but it was it was kind of a slideshow. Yeah, it was a. It was cool because, you know, it was my Tuesday night stream night. I was actually going to try to beat Red Faction originally before the before the Friends multiplayer thing was announced. But I was like, oh, it's my Tuesday night stream thing, so I'll just stream it anyway. So I started streaming it, and then I had started having a good amount of viewers. And then the viewers started commenting and asking to, to play with us. So that's kind of – so I just let them in. You know, there were a couple guys that, that were on the on the Twitch chat that joined up with us. And, uh, yeah, that's, that's what happened there. But – it was. It seemed to be fairly smooth with John and I, but once we got a third and a fourth person, it was not as much. But I guess misery loves company, right? Right. But <laughs> yep. I about that. I don't. I, yeah. I mean, it doesn't really. It's not really something that pulls me back to Mario Maker Two. I guess I really wish there was more options. It's kind of like we just play and somebody wins. That's about it. Like it doesn't really like tally yeah. up your wins. I'm or... kind of disappointed in myself. Like I thought I would have made a lot more courses by now. Yeah, it, I feel like it kind of. I feel like it kind of fizzled out quicker than I thought it was. I, f- I feel like I played Mario Maker One more than I have two. I actually don't know if I'll even. say it's my game of the year. Oh, the think about it. Really? Well, I mean, I was pretty brash about saying that immediately. Yeah, I mean, I figured it'll be in your in your top ten somewhere. It'll be in my top. 10. I still, I still play it. I, um, I did have a time where I, where I was out of it for a bit, but I think I've come back in. And um, Kotaku does this feature every week or so where they highlight a, a, a cool level. Yeah, they, they've, um, been... they've been pretty consistent. Like, this week they highlighted one, which I thought was really creative, where you actually make your own music in the level. Hmm. It's like you're running along and you have to hit... You get to a, a point where there's a bunch of question blocks, and you hit the question blocks, and the question blocks basically are the note setup, and then you hit play, and then some other blocks come by and hit the notes that you selected so you're making the song in the level very cool so that kind of thing keeps me coming back just um, like the creativity that other people have I yeah think. it keeps happening the levels i think are even getting better and better but i will say that as far as what trey said that you just kind of like win a level and that's it yeah i feel the same way i feel like the multiplayer is a bunch of you know let alone with the lag that's that's the main problem but the second problem is yeah, it's like a bunch of exhibition matches that doesn't add up to anything. Mm-hmm. And I want it to be more like a, almost like a tournament or something. Yeah, right. There where I feel be... like I'm putting a, some time into it. Maybe I'm doing like a 30 minute session or something. When I win that, then I feel like I've accomplished something more. And it's not just like, oh, next level, new group of people, whatever. Yeah, it's you know, kind of like. They did what they did with, with Smash Ultimate to a degree. That would be pretty cool. Yeah, a tournament or something. There's like, yeah, there's really no progression to it. It's just like, oh, we played a level. Let's play another level. Okay. Now we right. can try a co-op one now, I guess. But there's not like, you can't set it like, you know, whoever wins the most, they'll be like the winner or whatever. Like, I wish there's a little more options for it. And right. as far as I know, I mean, I, have you guys tried the, have you tried the endless stuff or whatever the, whatever they called that? Like, has that changed at all with the update or is it still the same? I haven't tried it since the update. Yeah. I literally have not tried the game since the update. Because what, I mean, Jess and I, we were playing, like, what we were really hoping for from the game in an update is, is they would just allow you to have, to do like an infinite lives thing. Like, say, like, it doesn't, like, you don't get ranked for that, but like, then you could play like the expert levels and lose a bunch of lives and actually, like, learn how to play the level. You know, it's kind of, 
it's annoying because we try to play we try to play the normal level because the easy level is like too easy and kind of boring. And some of them are like some of them are like fun and hard, but like they only give you like four lives to start out with. So it's like mm-hmm. you die really quick and then you start over again. It's like I really really wish that we would just do there would there would just be an infinite life mode on there that you could do that wasn't ranked or whatever. That should be in their next update. We 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 know you listen, Nintendo. Do it. There's another cool feature that they did add those. Now they have an area for 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 what do you call it? Like special creators, and so among those special creators are all the different branches of Nintendo. So you no longer have to like search for Nintendo's new levels. Now they're all in one section, and I guess they're going to put maybe like popular Twitch streamers or somebody. Like that in that section as well. Oh, so, so it's like it's a cool idea. So it's like a featured part, pretty much. Yeah. Right. That's pretty cool. Exactly. Yeah. Cool. I would never be featured, probably, but never say never. Imagine, imagine <laughs> that would change my life. You gotta yeah. Get back onto uh, Bob's spicy meal part two. Yeah. Yeah. That Shoot. one. That one got some good, some good stuff. I don't know. People still stream it. I guess I've seen people streaming it, but it hasn't really been. I, I mean, I, I played it for the multiplayer thing, but. I've had I got too much other stuff to play. It just hasn't really been on my radar, and I'm not. I'm curious as to where it's even going to end up for my top ten. I mean, it'll be in there somewhere, I'm sure, but it might not even make the top five. I don't know. This has been a, this has been a crazy year for games for Switch. Yeah. Like, there's a lot of I don't know. I mean, I figured like the the one we're going to talk about this episode and Luigi's Mansion will probably be in my top three. I think or my top two. Plus, I like think Link's Awakening came out really good too. So I I don't know. You know, it's going to be. It's been a great year for games. It's been great. The Switch has been killing yeah, I mean, it. A lot of people would say, you know, that it's been a lot of ports. And that's true, but most of these things I missed out on the first time around. So it's, I'm happy to. Well, I mean, there's, there's yeah. I mean, there's always going to be a lot of ports on Switch just because but of in the context of it being the a nature portable of game it. now. Yeah. It's amazing. But uh, portable ports. Yeah. But also, like, there's, but there are a lot of, like, first party original games that happen too, you know, like. Yeah. Like Fire Emblem and Luigi's Mansion and Mario Maker Two and Link's Awakening, like all these, you know, big, big hitters in there. And I would say Astral Chain too, but I guess that's like second party or third. Well, I guess Platinum's third party, but but yeah, no, it's been it's been a great year for that. But yeah, that's all I've been playing this week, and my pick of the week is obviously Link's Awakening. Of course, yeah. So you haven't got it already. Welcome to the club. Be like me, have a really good friend who will buy it for you. <laughs> welcome to the club. Now you get to play Link's Awakening. That's all of. And uh, make sure you let them be a guest on your podcast if they buy it. That's right. Yeah, yeah. In the future, hopefully, have a notice episode. You're invited to notice. Come on. Well, do you want to? Want to? Do you want to talk about some of the others? You can talk about your stuff, Jeremy, if you want. Sure. Not a whole lot this week. Um, definitely been playing Link's Awakening. I already talked about that. And then, of course, the topic of the week. That's probably between those two games. That's where I've been spending the majority of my time. But uh, I did get my SNES controller. Um, I can confirm it does not work with Link's Awakening, which I kind of already knew. I yeah. sort of gathered that from stuff I'd read online, and then I think it was Game Explained did an unboxing of the controller. So, but I still wanted to try it out myself, and yeah, it's true, it doesn't work. But I would have put it, yeah, I would have put money on it not working just because yeah, just because the control pad doesn't work for yeah, weird reasons. And it doesn't I don't recognize it as a pro yeah. controller. You know, you get a, a special icon for it. The Switch, you know, shows it as the SNES controller. Mm-hmm. Um, in the uh, SNES online app, all the sound effects change to Mario World sounds when you're, like, moving around and stuff. So that's pretty cool. And, it, of course, it shows the display. And I imagine in multiplayer, it'll show the display of 
that you're using that controller um, in the top left. So it's pretty cool. Uh, the texture of it seems all weird just because I've gotten so used to using my old controller uh. that uh, it's like a matte finish instead of like a glossy feel. So do you think that your old controller just became a glossy feel through? It's possible. Use? I mean, this thing's older than some of my friends, so <laughs> that's true. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. We probably, yeah, we probably had guests on the show that are younger than this controller, but not throwing shade, just saying I have an old ass controller. But, yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. That's possible, I guess. I mean, it is. It's been probably thousands, thousands of hours of use. Um, but whatever. I mean, ultimately, it's a really good price for what it is. So whenever they go back up on sale, try to buy them. Um, I think they're going for around 80 on eBay right now if I wanted to, to flip it, but I'm not going to. Yeah. Nobody should pay eighty for it. They're gonna come out with another batch of it. Um, also, yeah, I don't know. The packaging wasn't super impressive. Like I've got the packaging here. Mm. It's just a red cardboard box with a little piece of cellophane on it. So they didn't go out of their way to make it like super awesome. But the uh, was the NES one with a micro USB ca- or a USB C cable, so that's cool. Was the NES one better? Weren't they kind of the same thing, like the red cardboard box? It was the same. Yeah, I, I'm just saying, like as far as like keeping it in the in the package to display it, like I don't know, it just doesn't. It's not exactly an eye catching thing. You should you should do a whole video about all of the different Super Nintendo controllers that can be used on the Switch. You can do yeah. you, can, you can talk about the because there's the Super you can use the Super Nintendo Classic controller on the Switch. Yeah. You can use uh, the Nintendo-made Super Nintendo controller. You can talk about the Super Nintendo controller that you made by 8-BitDo. And I think you have another wireless one, too, right, from 8-BitDo before that? Sadly, I think it might be broken. Oh, no. I was going to say, one you have at least the, uh, four. I the R button doesn't work. I need to open it up and see if I can fix it. But mm. the button's, like, lodged in there. I don't know what happened if I dropped it or something weird happened to it. I haven't been able to get it to work right. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. I've not tried to use the SNES Classic on the switch. I guess I would use the, um, you could use your eight bit dough G bros adapter. I do use that. Adapter. Yeah. Cool. I never, I never even thought about doing that when, uh, Sean and I were playing Mario Kart. I should have done that. Yeah, no, you can do it. I, I tried it. Actually, I tried it out. I tried it out a couple times. I feel kind of dumb for buying this controller. Cause that was why I did it. <laughs> well, the main, the main thing is though, you still can't use the ZR and CL button with that. Yeah. That's that's the whole that's the main reason that you would buy that wireless controller from Nintendo because yep. yeah you can't I mean with the G Bro thing yeah you can do to go to the menu of the Switch and you can like capture stuff and all that but you can't do the ZR and ZL button so that's like the one thing that kind of is like ah uh, because I tried using it with the G Bro adapter for the Super Nintendo games and it just didn't do it that was, was another like, thing uh, in Link's Awakening that didn't work so the ZL and ZR buttons are just L and R. Yeah, they they don't have a special function, so you can't you you can't use that controller, even though you can't move, so you would not actually use it anyway. It doesn't let you go back to the home menu or anything. You have to like connect another controller. Oh, I did, but when I did try it in the uh, when I tried the official one in the SNES Online app, it worked really well. Just like the the eight uh, bit Doe one I have, it it was great. It didn't seem like it had lag, and I was able. You know, I tested out with Mario World. That's a good one to to test out as far as uh you know. Whether or not there's lag, just because I play that game so much, I would tell. I'd be able to tell right away. But yeah, the ZL and uh, ZR buttons are great in that. Like it lets you go back, pick more games. It lets you uh, do a screenshot or a video capture anytime you want, and you can just go straight to the home menu from it too. So 
there's a lot of advantages. So I, I jokingly said eight bit though one Nintendo zero at the beginning, but <laughs> I was just referring to Link's Awakening because that was kind of the burning question I had um, about this controller. But as far as you know, using it for what it's intended to be used with the uh, Super Nintendo Online app, hell yeah, it's perfect. So I do recommend it, and the price is definitely right. Thirty bucks is good price for this. I was going to say, I think 8-Bit Doe has more scores than just one on Nintendo. If you're counting, uh, it's true. If you're counting the 8-Bit Doe Pro Controller, which I still, my my other Pro Controller is just it's it has not been used, and ever since I got that other one, it's been doing nothing, just sitting around collecting dust. I did the buy. It's getting worse and worse. Oh, is so it? your yeah. Pro Controller. It still sticks. Like when I press up, it just sticks and stays until yeah. I press down, and then it clicks back. Yeah, you didn't. You yeah. didn't try to send it yeah. in or anything. No, I've not sent it in yet. Um, yeah, that's on my list. Yeah, gotta give him a call. Say, hey, what's up, Nintendo? It's me again. <laughs> I played um, some more Mario Kart Eight. I think Mario Kart Eight for me is one of those things where I have it on cartridge because I bought it. When I still, when Amazon still offered the twenty percent discount on games, so I bought it physical mainly because I already owned it on Switch and I just, or on on Switch on Wii U. So I just I don't know I wanted it, but the thing about it is you know whenever I do end up throwing it into my Switch, it always stays for a while. Like I'll start playing it again. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of what's been going on with it, and uh, I've gotten I'm up to four golds on two hundred CC. So I'm working my way up, you know. They're not like, you know, three-star golds or whatever, how they have the, the additional ranking to your medals, but still slowly pushing my way towards getting golds in all race, all CCs. So nice. definitely just a long-term goal I have for that game. It's fun, you know. Years later, I still enjoy that game. And then I did buy one more thing this week. I bought uh, a GameCube game. Yeah. Hey. Whoa. And I haven't played it yet. I actually just bought it. I bought it yesterday, but I haven't booted it up yet. But boom, Tony Hawk Underground. We've yeah. been talking about it so much lately. I was hoping you had oh, played it. Right. I was hoping you had uh, played it so you could talk about it. it what's yeah. that price tag say? Four ninety nine. Yeah. Hey. And it's complete. Right. It has the manual and everything, and it's in the original case. So nice. It even has like the uh, precautions booklet and all that. That's that's one of the greatest things about Tony Hawk games is they're so cheap. <laughs> they're so cheap to get right now. I mean, to be honest, I've seen this particular copy has been at Disc Replay for a while, and I always think about buying it. And then I'm like, well, whenever I want it, I'll probably be able to get it on eBay even cheaper. But yeah. I don't know. I was I went to uh, my mom was in town. We had dinner with her for her birthday, and we were up by Disc Replay. And my partner was like, hey, do you want me to take you to Disc Replay? And I was like, yes. Yeah. <laughs> and so she drove me over to Disc Replay, and I, and I was like, well, I want to buy something. I'm here. It was like 10 minutes till close as well, so I just kind of felt like more inclined, like I should either get out of there or buy something. Yeah. So, yeah, I bought it, and I'm looking forward to playing it. You know, now that 3 works again, I'm just going to need to get another copy of 4, and then I'll have the first, you know, Quintology of Tony Hawk's, or whatever the 5 is called. Yeah. So, kind of excited about that. Always excited to buy new GameCube games, too, because they're just such a novelty anymore. You don't really see these like when i go to the game stores i don't see a lot of games affordable gamecube games that i actually want so seeing this game that i actually want for five bucks is perfect yeah no it's a i think it's a lot of fun and and like even if you don't like it that much the soundtrack is amazing 
So you'll at least have that <laughs> to, to to listen to. I think it's cool though. I liked I liked the uh, more story driven Tony Hawk games. I, th- I thought they were fun. I don't think I ever played a Tony Hawk game after number three. Well, I think that was it for me. Yeah, it's a shame. I think that I think that Tony Hawk Underground is pretty good, and I think and I think the American Wasteland is pretty good too. But other than that, maybe three was the last one I really like played through to completion, and then I played a little bit of American Skateland on the DS because I bought that for my brother for his birthday one year and. Like just played his copy a lot whenever yeah. I'd hang out with him. But uh four, I guess I played four for a while, but I don't think I ever finished it. Yeah, you had you had four. And four guess, was yeah, yeah, four is what I fell off. Four is and fucking hard though. Over. I don't there's some of those things that I don't know if anybody can finish. Like some of those goals are stupid. Stupid hard. Like that one there's like one where you have to collect like what, like almost twenty items, like in, in the um in the in the police area. They bring out crazy scores too, yeah. like yeah, it, it like goes up into the millions. Mm-hmm. Tony Hawk Four, I think, which yeah. I think there's one time you have to get a million points in Tony Hawk Three, isn't there? Uh, I don't remember. I mean, you do get some pretty high scores towards the end there. It might be like eight hundred thousand or something like yeah. that, but it gets pretty high towards the end. But yeah, Tony Hawk Four starts out pretty strong with those mm. six scores. So whatever. I mean, I'm just happy to have it. You know, I've just it's one of my things lately that I've been doing is. Sort of like consolidating all my favorite games from back in the day, and why not get this one for five bucks? And it's a player's choice edition, so that means <laughs> it's probably part of the reason why it's so cheap because they sold. It's just proof they sold a ton of copies. That yeah, they're the player's choice edition. I bought that game for fifty, or it was fifty. Yeah, I bought it brand new when it came out. So, yay me! I played it for it's full way price, way more than I paid for it, <laughs> I paid and with it. inflation. Yeah. I paid full price when it came out, and I regret probably nothing. like seventy and today's dollars or whatever. I regret nothing. I th- I, th- I think it was fun. You still have it too, right? I do. I still have it. Yeah, I could never sell you that. Probably one. don't have the player's choice edition. You have the original. One. I have the original one. Yeah, no player's choice here. But most of my gameplay this week has been in the past couple of days. I just had a pretty busy week, but um, so didn't get to sink as much time into the topic of the week as I would have liked. But I've definitely played enough of it that I have a few things to say. So, yeah, I'm cool. Moving on, Trey. If you want to talk about what you got, what's uh is Doug's questionnaire? Is that Dragon Quest related? Oh yeah, my pick of the week is Doug's questionnaire twenty two, which is just what I want to call Dragon Quest eleven. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll, I'll, you can explain that when we get to that. We well, we I don't think I think it's the thing we did a couple weeks ago where we both put down the same game as our pick of the week. So I just tried to make it. A different thing. Ah, uh, okay, I get it. But it's the same thing. I was I was hoping that it was a funny part in uh, Tony Hawk Underground that I forgot <laughs> that there was a guy named Doug that asked you a bunch of questions, which very uh, well could be in there because there's some really weird characters in that game. If it happens, I'm gonna poop my pants. Yeah, <laughs> which is uh, it could have been. I don't know. They're, like I said, the cutscenes are funny and the people you run into are funny. I think. I think everybody they have good characters in there. Well, okay, so I want to talk real quick before we get into old DQ. So, like I said, I, I paid a visit to Best Buy. I got a bunch of I got a bunch of amiibo. But also while I was there, I found they have a physical So, Katamari Damacy Reroll was originally only physical at a uh, GameStop. At GameStop. But I found it at Best Buy. Like you can buy it physical and it comes with a stuffed Katamari dude with a ball. And it's like 50, yeah, right. and it's like 50 bucks. And I didn't get it, but I just thought it was cute. 
It was like no, I was just like, oh wow, I've never seen this. It's called. I thought you got the plushie. No, it's called Katamari Plush, and then like plus is it's an H and a plus because it's supposed to be like the game plus a plush. Oh. Whatever. It's it's just I did, I'm glad that it's not only GameStop now for that. It was just cool to see it. I was like, oh, that's cool. You know, it's like something that comes in a box. I thought you were just saying like you get the game and the plush separate, but it's actually like a retail package. Oh no, it's it's a box and the game. Yeah, it's a box with the plushie in it in the game. Uh, Interesting. Yeah. Leave it to, to Katamari to give you some useless crap. <laughs> you don't want a Katamari plush guy with a ball. I'm Why just not? gonna roll it up into a bigger ball. Yeah, I thought it was cute, but 50 bucks, and I already have it. But it was just something I wanted to mention, because I'm like, whoa, that's weird. But no, it's that, just on sale for 20 Yeah, That's, I don't know. I mean, if you're if you're a big Katamari fan, I could see that being a pretty sweet deal. Especially if you sure. wanted to just leave it, you know, for display. But I love that game, but... You don't want a, you don't want a plushie? <laughs> I don't want No, I don't need no plushies. You know, the only plushie I bought... That I love is my Poochie Amiibo, and that's just because it blurs the line of a figure and a, and a plushie. Sure. We have so many plushies already that we're not going to get any more until we go to Japan and I find slime plushies. Then all bets are off. But, but yeah. Plushies. <laughs> but, uh, so, you need to get one of those Kirbys that has the open mouth that your cat can sleep in. Oh, yeah. Have you seen those? I want I want one big enough that I can sleep in. No, <laughs> like like the Tauntaun sleeping bags, which I don't think you can get anymore. But aside from Katamari Damacy reroll plush, I found some amiibo, and I, I had to open a couple of them just because I couldn't wait. But I, I already said I got Link's Awakening. I got Link's Awakening Link. But also this one that I found was really really made me happy. I found the Majora's Mask Link. Which I have never seen before anywhere That's from cool. from the Legend of Zelda. Do you think series. it was re-released? Yeah, it had to have been re-released, but I was. It was actually cheaper than all the other ones too. That's the new, pretty cool. Them, I like the mask. The it new ones like are fifteen ninety nine. This guy is twelve ninety nine because that was the original price of Amiibo. I don't know if you guys noticed, but Amiibo prices have gone up a couple dollars in the past few months. So yeah, I opened. Uh, well, just opened Link's Awakening because she loves this little guy, and I really wanted to find the Amiibo for her because she's really been enjoying the game. And I opened the Majora's Mask one. But I do have two that I haven't opened, of course, because I love opening stuff on this show. I got Ivysaur and Squirtle here from uh, Pokemon Trainer. So I'm going to open them real quick right here on the show. Get that bending plastic sound. That's the sound of Amiibo unboxing. I you always get a high hit from that one. All right, you got a water type. Got a squ- I got Squirtle, and I got Ivysaur. So I have the three different versions of Pokemon Trainer now, or the three different Pokemon that, that he uses. And there's Ivysaur. And I already had Charizard came out at the beginning, because Charizard was the only one that was available Wow, in, uh, that's pretty cool looking. I like the detail on that one. Yeah, the, especially the, the lotus flower on top. The like, vines are really cool. I like the vines pretty floating well around. Detailed. Yeah, and there's and there's Squirtle, Squirtle too. Squirtle not as impressive. It's still cute. Yeah, but too bad he's not. You know, too bad you can't put some shades on him. Maybe you can find some little shades for him. <laughs> I can make it work for Squirtle Squad. Little surf dude. Yeah, so I ended up getting four amiibo. Nice. This one, uh, Ivysaur is kind of heavy actually. It's pretty pretty hefty. But those are all the ones I was looking for when I found the Snake Amiibo, and now I have all the new ones. 
So yeah, I think they look super cool. A uh, little tray trivia, if anybody cared. Uh, Bulbasaur was my first Pokemon. This was the Pokemon that I chose from Pokemon Blue. So, Do you have a total have, number of Amiibo? Have you counted them recently? No. Last time I counted, I had 50-something. So I must have like 60 now or, or maybe even 70. I don't know. How's that shelf <laughs> holding up back there? It's fine. You got extra supports on your shelf? I mean, most most of my most of my ones in here are actually in the shelf in front of me that you can't see that has like Game Boys and stuff on it. But no, it's it seems fine. Everything seems legit. So I think that's most of what I've been playing aside from Dragon Quest. Stuff. I mean, I played I I tried to play a little bit more Goose Game stuff because I was on Super GG Radio on their mm-hmm. last episode when we talked about Goose Untitled Goose Game. So I wanted to have enough, you know, know enough to talk about that. Played some like demo stuff for them too. But check How that are you out. Enjoying Goose Game. Uh, I mean, I, I kind of got stuck in that third part, actually. Yeah, I wasn't really. Which was the part? The part with the uh, the shop? No, I, I'm past the shop. No, the part with the with the part the, with the the part with the old man with the hat and the slippers. Oh, I probably spent the most time. Oh, on that yeah. part. yeah, that's that that part yeah, kind of stumped me. So I haven't really gone past that. You know, I still think it's an adorable game, and I still recommend it to everybody. But that's kind of like the last I did. But do you, why don't we take a break and then we'll talk about Dragon Quest Eleven and other Dragon Quests. Sounds good to me. Alright. Alright. What's up, Nintendo Maniacs? Are you a big fan of Nintendo Main? Would you like to hear more episodes? Well, hey, if you go to patreon.com slash Nintendo Main Podcast and pledge $1 a month, that's $12 a year, even less than the Nintendo's own online service, you can hear extra shows from us. You can hear our live shows. You can hear our expansion pack episodes, which we do once a month. And right now, you can hear our Tony Hawk episode with four previous ones before that, from Game Boy to games that are popular that we don't like and other things like that. We'll do one a month behind a paywall that only patrons can get. So get in there and listen to our expansion pack episodes. You can also hear our sister show, Drug Monday, and Nintendo Main on one feed without commercials and at a higher bit rate. Check it out right now. Patreon.com slash Nintendo Main Podcast. Thank you, show night. So yeah, Dragon Quest is officially 
Officially, officially on Nintendo now. I mean, I yeah. guess they never... They've been on Nintendo since DS again. Now, they were kind of in the same situation as Final Fantasy, where they left for Dragon Quest 7 and 8, and then came back for 9, 10, 11, now. Finally. And then 7 and 8 came to the DS eventually, 3DS. Yeah, 7 and 8 got remakes or remasters for the for the DS. So, I'm saying they've been on Nintendo for a while, but now they're on Switch, officially. You know, we already had two Builders games, but now we have 1, 2, 3, and 11. And uh, I've been playing a lot of the old ones, actually. I played through, I played all the way through Dragon Quest 1, just because I really like that game. I just like how simple it is, you know? It's just all about walking around and grinding. That's basically the whole game. <laughs> I mean, you you like it, Jeremy. That's basically what you do. It's all about I mean, going... Yeah, I mean, I... Uh... I have this game. Not only do I have Dragon Quest on the original NES, but I have it on the Game Boy Van or the Game Boy Color. Yeah, can, can, I guess it's Game Boy. It's the hybrid cart that can be either Game Boy Color or just Game Boy. Yeah, yeah, I have. Uh, yeah, I have it on the Game Boy as well. So do I. Yeah, this this is my third. <laughs> this is my third buying of Dragon Quest one, two, and three. I have Dragon Quest one and two on Game Boy and three on Game Boy also, and of course the NES Dragon Quest. Which that was the one that I played through when I played through it originally a couple years ago. But it was really cool to play through it again. Now, granted, this this is the mobile version, which kind of sucks because the sprites are not really great. I would say they look kind of weird. I thought. Everything looks weird. Yeah, and which is which is a down downer. And I know a lot of people are really really uh, upset on that note. And it it did like I was kind of like uh, it doesn't like really look right, but. The game is still fun. The game is still in there. Like, it's still a yeah, solid I would, game. I actually probably would have bought it immediately if it was the original graphics. Yeah. But that's well, part of the reason I'm like, eh, I don't need it yet. And when I want it, I don't mind paying a couple extra bucks for it or waiting until it's on sale again. Well, it's, I mean, it's $5. Dragon Quest 1 is. Like, they're all pretty cheap. What is it like? Dragon Quest 1 is 5, and 2 is 6, and 3 is 12, I think, something like that. It's like it's like just around twenty bucks to get all three of them, so it's not that. Seems like a strange expensive. choice. They wouldn't just put the NES game. On there. Well, the thing is that the translation for the original one is a little weird. Like the mm. like the all the monsters are called different things than they actually are. So I think they wanted something that was up to date. Like the original game, it's basically like you learn the spell heal and then you spell learn the spell heal more. You know. Instead of, like, the actual heal and mid-heal and full heal and all that. Or, like, my favorite ones are the attack spells. In the original one, they're called Hurt and Hurt More. <laughs> Instead of, like, <laughs> Sizz and Frizz and all that other shit, like, from the later ones. So, I think they probably prefer the updated version because it's got all the proper names that go with the Dragon Quest series now, you know? Like, because all the monsters are called different things. Like, the Golem is called Gold Man. Like, the gold version of it is in the original one. So, it's like Gold Man and Stone Man instead of, like, Stone Golem and Gold Golem. And, like, same with, like, what is, like, Wyverns and Chimeras are different. Like, they're the same thing, but they're called different things. So, like, that's, yeah, that's a whole thing. And that's a whole thing, and they probably just want to keep it more current. So, I understand that. Plus, like, uh, this version has, like, less, you have to grind less, you know? They did that with the Game Boy 1, too, where it's, like, you get a little bit more experience with every fight, so you don't have to... Fight slime after slime for so long, you know. Slime after slime. <laughs> yeah. So it's kind of like I was thinking the same thing. <laughs> Is that a song that I don't know of? Slime after slime. If you're lost, you can yeah. look, and you will find Steve. 
But um, that's my Minecraft version. Sure. I was like, I think there might have been a slime nave theme in one of them. I don't know. You you do meet slimes that aren't just called slimes in many of the games. Yeah, there's like lady slimes. There's she slimes and there's heel or slimes. She slimes and, yeah. yeah, and there's uh, I, I I talked about all of them in the GG radio thing. And there's like the metal slimes and the slime knights and the king slimes and and there's the slime puddles also. Yeah, there's a bunch of different ones. But yeah, and no, you can get a slime controller for the Switch. You can. It's very awkward. But no, uh, yeah, I played through all of Dragon Quest One. I, I just I beat the Dragon Lord today. I went through the temple. And I was going to try to get through it on my own, but I kind of like, I did need to look a little bit online because I didn't remember where did the... Did you feel um, quality of life-wise it's any different than the first one? Because yeah, you save anywhere in the first Dragon Quest? Uh, this one, no. It, in the first one, you can only save at the castle, at the first castle that you start at. Oh, wow. So if you die, you get returned to that castle. But the fun thing about Dragon Quest games is when you die, you don't lose your progress. You just lose you half lose of your money. money. And there's actually a bank in this one, which I'm pretty sure there was not a bank in the original game. Okay. Where you can deposit your deposit your money, because I believe that didn't start until Dragon Quest Two. So there are there are changes in there like that, and like I said, all the all the monsters are called different things. I think some of the towns are different towns. I think some of the maps are different too, because I felt myself I found myself getting like a little lost in ones that I thought were different than than the way they were. But no, it's it's a lot of fun to play through. It's you know it's all about like just going from going to one area. And kind of grinding for a while to get your levels up and then like getting your money up to get like the right equipment. And then you have to get, you know, you have to get the special like Lodo armor and the Lodo sword and all that and defeating the Dragon Lord at the end. And of course I did, when I got to the end, I did the uh, alternate ending and all that where I tell him that I'll join him and then the world ends. But actually this one is different than the NES one. Basically the world ends and then you wake up in an inn. Like it's like it was just a bad dream. Is what happens in this one. In the original one, the game, like, that's the end of the game. And it's over. And you have to go back to wherever you saved last. So it's kind of a hard thing to do if, if you're, like, if you gained a lot of levels, like, in the Dragon Lord's dungeon before that. But, but yeah, no, I, it, it took me a few it took me a few days, but I got through Dragon Quest One, And I had a blast playing it. I think the game is still a lot of fun to play. It's really fun to just, like, grind on. Like, if you're doing, you know, if you're watching TV with, with somebody else or somewhere, you know, where you, where you have to not we can't like totally play it and pay attention, but you want to like still play the game. It's great to just play like that. I made it all the way through and I started playing Dragon Quest two today just because I love those old games and I have all three of them. So why not? And uh, I got, I got stuck in the game. I kind of had a, I had kind of had a beef jerky moment again <laughs> from, uh-huh. uh, from, uh, Chrono Trigger, but uh-huh. no, uh, I, I was basically, so I was like, I was like walking around the map. I didn't look at any help whatsoever. I'm just like going around grinding. Like my character's like level 10, you know, I'm like feeling pretty strong and I go to like all of the places that I can go to on the map and I'm like, okay, well, there's nowhere else I can go now. So I don't really know what to do. So I looked online and they're like, oh, well, yeah, you got to meet the prince in this, in this town. And I'm like, okay. So I go to the town and the prince isn't there. Like he's not where he's supposed to be. And I'm like, oh what? So I go back and try to like trigger the events again. Like I go to the cave where they tell me to go find him in the other city and I go to the other city and I talk to the king and he's still not in the town where he's supposed to be. And I'm like, oh crap. So I was kind of like freaking out for a minute. So even like, I even got on Reddit. I'm like never on Reddit, but I thought I might (laughs) get a response. You know, and I went on there and somebody said like somebody said that he moves around in different places Mm -hmm. and that wasn't actually really what it was, but I was like, well, I'll go to another place. So I went to the first the first castle that I started in at the very beginning of the game. And I went and saved with the king there. 
and the king told me that the prince had come there looking for me, and that he was in the other town now. So now I go back to the town where I thought he was supposed to be, and now he's there. So I was like, what the fuck? It kind of, I, I love these games, but it really annoys me when it's like, there's just like one guy you get to talk to, and if you don't talk to that person, then the, the story won't go, you know? You need one guy to trigger another thing, so. That's what happened to me with Dragon Quest Two. how I lost the prince from my nickname earlier. But no, so how far are you in the two? Uh, I just started playing it today, so I'm okay. I've, I'm maybe I don't know like three or four hours in, I guess. I've actually been playing the older ones more than I've been playing eleven. So we both have probably haven't gotten that much farther in it. But I did. I, I mean, did, I, I'm not in a hurry to beat this game. I've waited yeah. two years to play it, pretty much. So well, it's a hundred plus hours too, so it's going to take you mm-hmm. a while to beat it. <laughs> but I know it's great, and I did, and I did play some more Dragon Quest Eleven before we recorded. Now, of course, because I wanted to to do that, but but yeah, no, I, I I've been playing mostly through one more than eleven, just because one is I like one, you know, and I want to play it well, again. And one I want thing to I love s- about eleven, and, and we talked about it with the demo, so I won't go into too much detail. But um, having picked it up, you know, again, it was you know what over a month later, a month and a half later since I last played it. Something like that. And, and then it's like, here's what's happened so far. And it played that like that oh, clip yeah. like you would if you were watching a TV show on Netflix. That oh, yeah. Sure that really and it cool. totally caught me up to date. Like, I was like, oh, yeah, I remember all this crap now. Well, you like, can I also remember like what equipment I put on everybody. Like, yeah. So all... it, got, it caught me up to speed pretty good. There's also a thing difficult that was for them to do. I mean, like you make a whole game and then you have to make a recap for the whole game and it's just a it's just very scenarios. It's just like a paragraph. It's not like showing cutscenes yeah. or anything. Uh, okay. But other games do do that. Like uh, like Revelations, like both of the Resident Evil Revelations do that, which I thought was really awesome. Like whenever you start, it says mm. previously on Revelations, and it like shows you all the stuff that happened last time you played. So so like if you haven't played it for years and you want to jump back into it, it kind of lets you know where to go. Uh, Deadly Premonition does the same thing too. Like when you start that up, it's like last time this is what happened, you know, and it tells you. What's going on with the story? I, I, I like that. I wish more really games did that. Stuck in Dragon Quest Eleven, it seems like it really holds your hand on where to go. Uh, and uh, you get any time, you can just like talk to the people in your party. Yeah, and, like tell you where to go. That really helps. And they also do this the thing in Link's Awakening. They have the memories in there where you can look at like uh-huh. what was told to you last, and you can look at like old conversations and stuff in case you forget where you're going. And it and it, I mean, in games like this, if you don't play them for a while, you can kind of like forget where you're going. Like I. I, it took me a minute to find the gate that I was heading towards where it like where the where the demo stopped. You know, it took me a second to get to figure out where everything was again. But um, yeah, I've been I've been messing around with the new with the new game. Now there's the 2D mode, so I wanted to see how that works. I don't know if you've tried that yet, but I right when I right when I started playing the game when it came out like Thursday night, I automatically turned on the 2D and it, and I automatically turned it off because it put me way far back where I was. It kind of sucks in that way. That's kind of what I read. Yeah, yeah, I read a. Um, I think it was on the Kotaku review. Yeah, it where it, the it, person talked about yeah because of how it it doesn't like just immediately transform at that moment. It's no, it's weird, and I don't know it's why chunk based. I don't so. know why it does it. Yeah, it does it by chapter, and I and I chose because you know the demo stops with you with the two sisters, you know, and you just gone right. to the you just been to like the hot bath place, you've been to Hato and all that, and. And I and I was like just walking around that area, and I was like, oh, I want to see what this looks like in two D. So I go, I go to the go to the statue there, and I save, and I switch it to two D. And it's like, what chapter do you want to change it to? And I'm like, well, I, I'll change, I'll switch to like the latest one. That should be where I was. It starts me way back when I don't have the sisters, and I'm with just Eric. 
and I'm wow. like, okay, this sucks. So like I, so I, so I just quit and like, and reloaded it again. And thankfully I saved it in two different files. Cause I didn't have to worry about like trying to get back to where I was in the 3d one. So I didn't, so I didn't play that much in 2d in that way, but I started, I started, uh, I started another file just in 2d because I really wanted to know what it was like versus the two. And uh, the 2D version, it starts with the same 3D movie as the other one, but then it does, but then everything's 2D after that. And it looks really good. Like, the sprites look really good. And I'm sure you got to the Tackle area, right, Jeremy, where it switches yeah, to 2D? Yeah, I didn't yeah. finish that. I, like, I went in and I played one of the uh, the scenarios and I did not finish it. But oh, okay. I did, I, I did spend some time in the Taco area. I got to, like, uh, I, I, found like I found, like, three or four of them so far. Like I made it into Dragon Quest Nine, and I made it to Dragon Quest Two, and I think Three also. Does it keep the same two D graphics for each of the scenarios? Yeah, apparently, from what I heard in the three DS one, they did a little bit different, where like you could do, where where you could play in like the three in like the two DS three D for um or the regular DS three D for Dragon Quest mm-hmm. Nine. That would that would have been really interesting, but no, it's it's just two D for everything. But that's yeah, it's basically the stuff that you would have gotten from the street pass in the 3ds version and also exclusive to the japanese version there's a there's a password that you can use to to switch between the D, the 3ds one and the switch one only in the japanese version hmm. so like if you played through all of the 3ds version and you want to like start you want to start a new game plus on switch you can do that does the you japanese can, version have does Eng- it have uh, english subtitles that i don't know so if it did, then you could just buy that. Well, I mean, I'm, buy it twice. I mean, I'm gonna, I'm gonna buy the 3ds. I'm gonna buy the 3ds Dragon Quest 11 anyway. Just oh because it, shit! You're just gonna beca- get that when you're going to Japan. Yeah, I was gonna buy that in Japan just because you can't buy it here, and I want, and I wanted a physical copy of 11, oh, and I'm like, I'll buy the 3ds version because I really like the simplified 3D that they have in that game, and I kind of wish I could have played through it, but I don't think, I don't know, I don't think there's an English version of the 3ds one, but I'm gonna buy it anyway just for just to have it, you know. That's a good choice of a game to grab there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. I want to get that and like Rhythm Heaven, some other stuff that like didn't come out here, like the like the Game Boy Advance Rhythm Heaven game. Oh, but right, yeah. So when I was starting the 2D game, have you heard of the Draconian Quest, Jeremy? I've not. heard of that. So I I paused it at the game because I wanted to read this to you guys. I think it's pretty fucking cool. So the Draconian quest is kind of like, I forget what they call the Pokemon quest where like you can go through and you can only use like certain Pokemon or you, have you heard of that? Where like people try to make the game harder. So some people put limitations yeah. on the, on the gameplay. Yeah, That's what basically what Draconian quest is, but you can actually, you can actually activate it in the game and it'll do it for you. So like, so like there's options to say like, you can't buy anything from the towns. Like you can only find items you can only find items and treasures. There's another one where there's another one where uh, townspeople lie to you occasionally. I thought that was oh really gosh. cool, where they might tell you the wrong way to go, so like you won't be able to know like what's happening. But That's let me weird. let me read you what it has on here for uh, options. Okay, Dra- Draconian, Draconian quest settings: uh, no shopping. You can't spend your gold coins on items. You'll have to get it get by with what you can acquire from chests and monsters. There's no armor, of course. You can't equip any defensive items you'll have to make the most of any spells skills or items that boost your survivability so you can't wear any armor whatsoever that's another one which is insane uh, re- re- reduced experience from easy fights you only get half the normal number of experience points for beating baddies weaker than yourself and sometimes none at all well wow. so you have to target tougher enemies to level up 
all all enemies are super strong. Every enemy you encounter will be tougher than usual, making your quest a true test of your combat skills. Only hardened warriors need apply. Shypox is what it's called. Uncontrollable embarrassment will plague you on every step of your adventure. There's no telling when this crippling affliction might flare up next. Apparently, I guess you'll get nervous around some of the townspeople and you won't be able to interact with NPCs, is what I heard is what that is. Is it like a status effect in battle, too? Oh, yeah, and sometimes they won't. Yeah, sometimes they won't obey you either, like like Pokemon. Like having like a Pokemon that has too high of a level and it won't Uh... do do what you tell it to, to do. Same thing, like you... You might ask to fight, and they won't fight. Like they'll just so it's be kind of like a berserk sort of almost thing. Yeah, but, but not. And you can and you can actually do a higher version of that. There's super shy pox. Savor the spectacle of seeing your allies crippled with embarrassment from time to time, wondering what might get them so worked up. Only one way to find out. And then uh, townsfolk talk talk tripe. That's the one that I was talking about. Strange force will sometime overcome the inhabitants of Erdria making them tell a white lie or two. Who knows what fibs they'll try and pass off as truth. I thought that was funny that it's a random person will lie to you. It's not like everybody's going to lie to you, but so you don't know. You won't know who's lying. It's fun that, you know, they had that idea and then like somebody actually went through and probably wrote extra dialogue. Oh yeah. Yeah. Specifically for that mode. And they can also, this is what I call the fire emblem draconian quest option, but the whole party will be wiped out if the protagonist is defeated. So make sure you keep him nice and safe. That's that's another one. But yeah, I just I didn't notice any of this stuff in the demo, and I just kind of randomly when you start your game, you just click X, and it's where it says Draconian Quest, and yeah, you can go and you can actually turn these on. So it'll be like you just can't buy armor or whatever. I just thought it was really cool. Like if you want to make the game really really hard, you can do that. You know, for it's anybody like Master Quest mode. Yeah, for any of those people who say that like Dragon Quest is too easy, which I don't think is too easy, but that's it does remind me a lot of like and I. And uh, we've spoken about Symphony of the Night on the show before, but people will impose ro- rules, kind of like you were saying. We're like, yep. item- items only, so you can't use weapons. You can only attack with items. And different rules like that mm-hmm. to, like for people to do complete playthroughs with these crazy limitations. I, f- I forget what the Pokemon one is, but yeah, people do that for Pokemon as well, where it's like, where it's like oh, you, you can only, like, whatever Pokemon... I think it's like whatever Pokemon you catch first, that's the Pokemon you have to use for the whole game or something like that. Mm-hmm. And you can't like trade any out, like you can't like send any to the PC or whatever. So that yeah. reminds me of when they did a Twitch play Pokemon. Oh yeah, years back. <laughs> yeah, I remember uh, we we like, talked about that on this show. Even there are people like giving updates every day, so you could just go and read like a list of updates of what had happened, which was kind of fun. Yeah, and it was one day like towards the end of it that someone deleted the starter Pokemon. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's a very sad thing to happen. Like, the main character was gone, and they had, like, all these people had created all this, like, you know, fictional lore surrounding Yeah, like, the I remember that. And yeah. Just, like, the the character being gone, like, they had given it so much of backstory and stuff. Yeah, I remember that. That was, that was a fun... I mean, I didn't watch it, but it sounded fun from what I heard of it. I participated in the Chrono Trigger one. I, I pressed B one time. There you go. I mean, did it actually Yeah, it showed B? me it. Nice, but yeah, no. Dragon Quest Eleven is officially out. Uh, I really, I really like the game a lot. It's it's got so much cool added stuff to it. I think it runs really, really well. I've, I've, only, I think I've only played like about five more hours since I started it from the demo. Uh, I've, I've, I have Silvando now. Have you met Silvando, Jeremy? Yeah, yeah. He's uh, from what I hear, he's everybody's favorite. So he's a he's a fun character to have around. Definitely, see, I, I like his dialogue so far. Like yeah, he's had to say he's pretty cool. And I got to the. 
I basically got to the uh, shipyard where I'm looking for his ship. So I, I don't, I don't feel like I'm that far. But no, the game. Oh, is, yeah, you're a little further than me. Yeah. I'm in, um, I'm fighting the sand monster. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm pretty far from there because yeah, because I went to the shipyard and then I went away from the shipyard. And now I'm back in the shipyard. I won't tell you what happens, but no, I, the game is like incredibly cinematic and very story driven, and that's what I like about RPGs. So. I still think it's really cool. It's really cool to play handheld. You know, it's really nice to have something that looks that pretty portable. Oh, yeah. You know, I think it's probably one of the best looking games on Switch for sure. I played on the bus the other day. I can tell you, it was great. Yeah. Have you tried? Have you tried the two D? Only the two D of the. Um, oh, just the that stuff. Yeah, yeah. Because I also read like it might have been that same review I read where it suggested that because of the way it goes back in chapters, to, yeah, either do a separate file or play the game a second playthrough just in 2d mode yeah that that's what yeah i just started another file but i will say like the 2d looks really really nice like it's yeah. like the sprites look really good like i, I really like the way it looks and that's why it's I probably less to... snes and more like playstation or it's more something. i'd say it's it, it more looks like the ds versions of five and six that came out it's kind of it's kind of what it looks like to me because that was a that was an updated art style as well. It's not quite where the where like the one, two, and three iOS ones are, mm-hmm. thankfully. But honestly, I don't think I think one looks worse than two and three on on those uh, re releases. Like I think two looks fine. Like I've been playing through two, and I'm like, eh, I don't mind it as much. And and I guess like maybe because the monsters are a little bit farther away, because now you fight more than one in the second one. Then maybe you don't notice how weird the sprites are because <laughs> they aren't as big. I don't know, but yeah, no, it's a it's it's a blast to play. I, it, it'll be. I mean, we'll be talking about it. I'm sure, like through the end of the year at least, until maybe beyond that. You know, because we'll both be trying to play through the whole thing. You know, and it's definitely it's, it's packed with all these extra things because you know it came out in Japan so long ago and they've added all these like extra things to it. So we're getting yeah. all all that stuff at once for sure. Yeah, and I like you know I have I have my. Uh, I have my battles on like double speed and and like yeah, this the Japanese voiceover wasn't on there and like the orchestrated music. And, oh, you have your battles at double speed. I haven't done that yet. Yeah, yeah. I well, I yeah, and I and I turned off the walking around thing because that annoys me. The walking around. Yeah, where you walk around while you're fighting. Oh, okay. Doesn't do anything. You just turn yeah. It off yeah, I just changed it to classic mode, so it's just and then it's just like where they're standing in place, and yeah, and you can you can speed it, put on double speed also. So you, okay. so you fight quicker. Yeah, I'm gonna have to go in and tweak my playstyle a little bit. Yeah, not that it's been annoying me, but I do find I avoid battles sometimes since it's so easy. I do too. Sometimes. I mean, this last dungeon I was in, I kind of just ran through some of the guys because I'm like, I, I think I got to, when I got to that desert boss that I have to fight. He like wiped me out pretty quick. So oh sure, I yeah. Need to grind a little bit. Yeah, you do need to make sure that like when you <laughs> you know when you get to a boss, you're able to to do it. I didn't know what to expect. Yeah. So when I got it, to him, that's the first difficult, pretty difficult moment in the game yeah. that I've experienced so far. Yeah. They do they do ramp up pretty quick. I'll, I'll, I'll say that. Like, it's dev- definitely, you'll be like, I'm doing fine. And then, like, you get to the boss and all of a sudden they destroy you and you're like, oh, okay. I don't really have anything to, to fight this, this with. I look forward to this game for a really long time. And, you know, and it's not like some of these other giant RPGs, like, you know, let's go back to Chronicles X, Xenoblade. On the Wii U, like, I put so much time into that. But yeah. I don't know, like, it felt cheap how... Maybe not, it wasn't cheap, but, like, yeah, you definitely have to learn the systems early to get all this stuff. Yeah. And I don't think I did that. Mm-hmm. Um, But 
Dragon Quest Eleven, it just it seems like it's pretty fair. And I mean it's got a nice story and it's like watching a cartoon. Yeah, the the story and the characters are really good. And I like how cinematic it is. It's very every, everything is very charming. And I like uh yeah. They're they're all they're all fun to watch and all that. So yeah. I'll be I'll be playing it. It hasn't completely I was afraid it was gonna like completely take over all my video game playing and all that when it came out and it's not quite there yet. I'm still able to balance with other stuff. But also I like, I still, I still really want to get through Link's Awakening. Cause that last time I played it, I was like, Oh yeah, this is really fun. So I pretty yeah, much just that's played definitely it. been a distraction. Yeah. I played it like a good amount of, of a day, you know, just played it in bed and I played through like two, two dungeons, like one after another. These two like, games I've been looking forward to for so long, especially Dragon Quest 11, but yeah, just getting these two games at the same time pretty mm-hmm. much is, Relatively speaking, you got them like at the same time. I got to beat Link's Awakening, but I'm also not in a huge hurry to finish that either. You know? Yeah. Well, I figured I figured you'd be going to find all the seashells and stuff and the heart pieces yeah. and, and whatnot. Which you know, yeah. You but should. one thing I noticed that I did want to mention this, and I actually only noticed it right before the uh, we started recording. Because one thing I'll do before the show, a little pro tip of mine for people that play the Switch and that talk about Switch on a podcast. Uh, I go and I look at all my screenshots just to kind of remember. Like it helps me like remember specific gameplay moments and stuff from the past week. Oh, nice! And every single Dragon Quest one has a watermark on it. Oh, the first time really? I've seen that in. Uh, I never noticed that. Yeah, that was the reason my that was my middle name. I said you can copyright my screenshots, but not my heart because like, man, I put some heart into those screenshots, yo. <laughs> at the bottom, it's like copyright 2019 Square Enix. Oh, that's a. I thought I was saying just like a cool Dragon Quest logo, but it's getting all corporate copyright. Yeah, yeah I mean, it's like, well, people are obviously going to share this on social media, so let's make sure they know that oh, we own this shit. Yeah, there it is. I'm looking at it right now. Yeah, 2017, 2019, Armor, Project, Bird, Studio, Square Enix. Yeah, that's I, a lot of crap down at the bottom. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't take any... Yeah, well, that sucks. I didn't take any pictures of anything, but I did capture a lot of videos. Because I really like the cinematic stuff, and it's like, yeah, there it is. And I was hoping to use them for my top ten video, and I'm like, well, now it's going to show that shit on the bottom. I mean, all you have to do is zoom in just ever so slightly and crop it out. Yeah, it's fine. I mean, I because I have a lot of UI, so yeah, I haven't been recording a whole lot of it, like for for stream. So I wanted to have some stuff in case I, you know, didn't have to play through to get it. But yeah, that's that's ridiculous. I didn't I didn't realize that they copyrighted all their stuff. And I haven't just remember they can't copyright our hearts, yeah, our <laughs> or how we experience these games. Exactly. And apparently, you can't stream two D. I haven't, I haven't tried doing that yet. But really, I did. Well, that's. I mean, that's what they asked. I mean, I, I think if you, if either of us did it, we're not big enough that they'll be able to find it, find it out anyway. But yeah, in there, like they said that they asked people not to stream the two D, or wow. not to stream it in two D. I mean, weird. I, I did stream some of the tackle stuff or whatever i don't i mean it is weird because the game's been out for yeah but the, but the 2d has like, a, why would you make a feature and then say don't show anybody this i don't know i mean they did the same thing i mean they didn't it was a different company but persona 5 when that came out there was a whole thing where they're like you can't stream past like chapter three or whatever it's really dumb you know but they said the same thing when we went to that switch event like right before the switch released. Yeah, they only let us film like ten minutes or. Something. They gave yeah, they gave us like a sheet of paper when we walked in. It was pretty much yeah the different rules yeah. for each game, how much recording you could do of it, blah blah blah. From my, what I remember, they didn't want us to record links. Uh, 
Breath of the, of the Wild. Wild. Yeah, because I don't, I don't. Yeah, we didn't have any footage of that. But, but uh, then again, uh, the, the reason we maybe the reason we didn't was because we were both playing it at the same time, and yeah, that and too. we had like somebody talking to us the whole time. That was very interesting experience, and probably the most epic introduction to a game I've ever had. It was like E three almost. You know, it was it was the closest feeling to like going to Blockbuster Video and trying the sixty four out. Oh yeah, yeah. This is like, yeah, and you had someone just standing there telling you what to do if you wanted or just talking to you about the game and the physics and all that. Yeah, it was super cool. The whole time, I remember like one of my experiences, someone was hanging over my shoulder while I was playing, what was that game, Monster Hunter. Yeah. And I had to, I think I talked about it on the show, but I had to play X number of games. I had to play like three games, and then I could get up to try Smash, I think it was. Yeah, you told me you're uh, trying to get you're trying to get out of yeah. it early because you want to go to. But the guy was telling me all about Monster Hunter the whole time. I'm like, I don't care. Like, <laughs> I'm trying to be polite about it. Like, I'm just trying to burn through this. You know? Yeah. Like, leave me alone for a second. Some of those, like, some of those games are just really hard to demo. Like, especially RPG stuff. Like, I remember, like, was it Has Been Heroes? Was that the one that was there at that event? Yeah, that, that one was like you <laughs> could tell she was getting a little. Yeah. Maybe not frustrated, but just kind of like giving up a little bit because I could not wrap my head around yeah. the concept of the game. It's, it's like, really hard. To, I just couldn't figure it out. It's really hard to demo stuff like that. It's like you kind of really just have to play it from the beginning and try to understand the systems and stuff for those. For those that's kind of why I, like the joke the whole time when I was calling it Half Brain Heroes was more like a, a jab at myself, even though it always sounded like I was making fun of the game. Mm-hmm. But I felt Half Brain when I played it. Like I just could not wrap my head around what yeah. was happening in the game. It was like some sort of weird timeline type thing where you were putting actions and then they were executing them. So yeah. it was like an RPG, like a traditional RPG, but there's like an extra element of like timing or something. Yeah, it was, I mean, it ended up not getting reviewed that well, so it doesn't really matter in the end, but it is, but it's really weird to like, I would hate to be, that was a, the first switch game we played. I would hate to be in an event and like have to play like, some of Dragon Quest, like in a big room, like where I can't hear it, or like be in, in the be immersed in the area or whatever, that would be a terrible way to experience that game. You know, I'd rather be just like it's it's much better to do like that eight hour demo. Like that's the best way to do it for RPGs. Like give mm-hmm. you a long demo that carries over into the game. It's the best. It's the best way to to let somebody know how a game plays. You know, without without them buying it. But uh, if that's uh, if that's all you want to say about Dragon Quest Eleven, we can move on to the news. I just want to say I'm glad for you guys that you got to play this game finally after so long. Yeah, so, we've talked about it a lot. It's here now. Now I don't want to play it anymore. I'm, I'm, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> now that it's here, I don't want it. I want something else that's not on here. No, I'm kidding. I'm happy that Dragon Quest Official is on the Switch. And and actually, you know what? I don't think it's a hot take because I think it's a true take, but I like Dragon Quest the series much better than the Final Fantasy series. I think it's much. I think it's a lot better. And I, and to think of it, like I've only I've only beat two Final Fantasy games, and I've yeah. beat and I've beat like uh, I don't know, was it one, two, three, four, five, six? I think I've I think I've I've gotten six of the Dragon Quests all the way through. Truly, I've only beaten four yeah. Final Fantasies, and I'm counting Mystic Quest. Yeah. Oh yeah, I know I beat I beat Mystic Quest, so I got so I did three because I only beat I only beat Final Fantasy six and seven. Those are the only ones that I beat of those games. I've only so, beaten four and five, or four and six, and uh, Mystic Quest and nine. I played. I played a lot of four or five. I got all the way to the last boss on the on the DS remake of four, but it was way too hard. I couldn't make it through. So, yeah, 
But uh, no, that's I don't want to say hot take because it's kind of a weird term, but I think that Dragon Quest as a series is a much better series than Final Fantasy. Hands down. Because I, I think all of their games are consistently good. I can't think of any that I think are bad. I've, I haven't played the MMO. I haven't played 10, but I think all of them are good. And technically, I really haven't played 6, but I think I'd like it. So, that's my thoughts. I'm having a great experience with Dragon Quest Eleven so far, and it's the first one that I would say that I've actually gotten into. So. Yeah. I'm still a noob in that regard, but uh, yeah. But I mean, I, I do have nine on the DS. Just couldn't really get into it, um, and then of course one on both the physical version, and then I have a Game Boy cart with one two. I'm trying to think if I have any of the other ones. No, I think that's it. So I own four Dragon Quest games. But thinking of uh, like, I mean, you definitely like Dragon Quest Eleven a lot more than Final Fantasy Fifteen. I mean, oh, so far, abs- yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, it's... it reminds me of Tales of Symphonia. <laughs> What Dragon Quest does? Yeah, it just reminds me of like that feeling I had when I played oh. Symphonia on the GameCube. Yeah, I don't. It's I mean, a similar cell shaded style. I mean, I very, guess it, I very guess it's, anime, yeah. very much like dialogue based, like with your party. They like talk to each other. A sure. Lot, I mean, Symphonia. I guess I guess it's like cartoon based, but yeah, I don't. I don't. I don't it doesn't really remind me of the combat. Way different. Symphonia. Like the layout of things is different, but mm-hmm. I'm just saying that's what it hearkened me to. Sure. I mean, yeah, they both seem like kind of cheerful games. Yeah. Well, I mean, Dragon Quest will get dark though, and it always does. So it's it's not like it's not like bright all the time. It's not like a it's not like a Mario game or anything. They definitely do some they do some shit. You know, shit happens and people get killed and all that stuff. Yeah. So it could it can get it can get dry it can get dark at the drop of a hat. I will say at some point, probably once I've exhausted whatever I'm going to play of this game, hopefully beat it. That I probably will want to visit the other ones, especially the uh, seven and eight on the 3DS. Have you? Uh, did you figure out how to use the free DLC on Dragon Quest Eleven? I haven't. You know, I haven't even tried. But I know there is free DLC. There's a weird way to do it. Like it took me a minute to figure it out. So there, you, you can download free DLC from the eShop, which I actually did before the game even came out, just because it was uh, on there right after the demo. You know, so I downloaded it, and you can basically. You can basically wear the outfit that the main character is wearing in Dragon Quest VIII, and okay. you can also you can also change the overworld music to the music from Dragon Quest VIII if you want to pretend that you're playing Dragon Quest VIII, I guess. And there's some other you can like put a uh, Veronica wears like this like um I don't know uh this like guinea pig costume I guess <laughs> that's kind of weird. I, I I thought maybe she was trying to dress up as the it's a little furry character that the main character has an eight, but I actually mm. think it's a different thing. It's not that, but and you get an alternate costume for Eric as well. So it's all uh, just like uh, aesthetics. Well, I mean, you can actually equ- you can actually equip them too, and they have stats. Like there's like you can either just wear it for the look, and you can also like equip it as an item also. And it has specific okay. stats, and some of them have like better defense than what you have already. That type of thing. And uh, yeah, and in order to do it, you have to do it in the menu. You have to like go down to the bottom and say like claim DLC or whatever, and that's how you get it to work. It's kind of it's kind of confusing about that. So if anybody out there has it and you want to try that out, that's what you do it. Kinda, I, suppose, I mean, I suppose I should just download it. Yeah, kinda, when I think about it. Yeah, kind of kind of uh, confused me there for a minute, but no, it's fun. I've been walking around with alternate costumes and all that, and I always like always like having stuff like that. I tried switching it to Dragon Quest Eight, <laughs> the Overworld, for a minute, and I'm like, mm, 
I like the other one better. So I switched it back. I like I like 11's overworld song better than 8's. We, we're, I mean, we're getting spoiled too by this fully symphonic soundtrack. Yeah, sure. Yeah, and I've and I'm always, like I love Dragon Quest, but I've, their their soundtracks are kind of not the most. They they don't you know they're they have nothing on Final Fantasy soundtracks. I will say that the Final Fantasy soundtracks are definitely better. But the orchestration really helps this game. I feel like it's really it hasn't been annoying me at all. Like I've really been enjoying it. So, but let's move it's on. Definitely got a greatest hits feel too in that regard because mm-hmm. it's you know a lot of the old Dragon Quest themes and then then you actually add that two D mode with the talks. Where you're what you're basically revisiting like scenes from the old games, right? Yeah, you're you're revisiting stuff from the original games, which we already kind of talked about. But yeah. I'm just saying, like, this definitely has like a hey, if you love this game, you should try all these other games. That oh, sure, and yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of I mean, every Dragon Quest references other Dragon Quests, but mm-hmm. they're not. I think it's unfair for anybody to say that they're all the same because they aren't. They all have their own. They all have their own thing. They're very much like Mario games in that aspect, where it's like each one has the has its own gimmick, has a thing that it's going for. Like one, like one was just being an RPG, of course, because it was like one of the first RPGs on on uh, consoles. And then two was like about having more party members, and three was about like having a job job classes, and then four was about having different chapters based on characters. Like everyone has a different thing, like that it's about. And this one, I think and the fi- thing fi- is the one that like. Follow the story of the person their whole life, right? Yeah, follow uh, five was the one that started off as a baby, and you go yeah. till you have children, that's the one have I'm children like most, and all that. And I have a book, or not a book about it. I guess that's Final Fantasy Five, but yeah, I, uh, I've been wanting to play both of those fives, Final Fantasy Five and Dragon Quest Five. Yeah, I'd say. Well, I mean, I would say if you're going to play five, play it on DS because that's the better looking one than the Super Nintendo one. I know you have like a translated ROM and all that, but I think I've, I played through it all on DS and I enjoyed it. And it, and it's going to have an art style similar than the, to the 2D on that. But yeah, no, everybody should check out the other ones, especially like the ones that are re-released on the Switch because they're real cheap. They're like under ten dollars. Well, three is over that, but and some people consider three to be like the best game of all time. I know in Japan it's still on on like top ten RPGs of all time lists. You played like three up there? I played three. Yeah, I played What's through. Your- What's your favorite Dragon Quest so far that you played? Uh, I really like Seven. I don't know why Seven gets so much shit. I really like Seven a lot. Seven was I I put I put like 120 that was hours the into first that game. One? Yeah, but I played I played the the uh, remastered version of it on 3ds, and I really like that version. I guess because I just really like the I really like the classes that you change into and all that. I thought it was really fun. I played it for like over 120 hours, so I mean, I definitely played the shit out of it on 3ds. Well, I hope that this pulls me into the world of Dragon Quest a little more. Yeah. You've said so much good stuff about it. I've tried to get into it before. It's great. It's a lot of fun. I mean, this it's game nice. might be what, what it takes to like push me into that. And obviously, all those Final Fantasies have been coming out, and I own so many of them now, and I still haven't finished one. Yeah. Since nine, that's the last one I beat in, on the original PlayStation. Yeah. I played it, you know, within the last ten years, but that was the last Final Fantasy I beat. Yeah. I just, yeah, I wish that Dragon Quest would get more credit because they were there before Final Fantasy, you know, and I know most people remember Final Fantasy because of Seven or whatever, but they're like, all of it was inspired by Dragon Quest, so, I mean, they were they were the first ones to the gate there, so I always feel like they, they deserve more credit than they do, and hopefully it's selling well in, on, in America, which when I looked at the eShop last, it was up there, so, I mean, if, if, I feel like everything's been selling on Switch, so. 
I think all the Dragon Quests are on the top 10, or if not 15, best I checked. Yeah, definitely. I'm sure that the new ones are because they're so cheap, or like they're like the original ones. Yeah. I mean, also, yeah, just so many people have the Switch as a secondary console or, you know, whatever. I consider it my primary, but I do also have a PS4. Um, and a lot of people that already played through it on the PS4 are like, I just want to have it on the go. I want to play it again. I love it so much. So I bet there's a lot of double dippers for this game. I mean, I, I almost was one. Like, I was so close many times as to grabbing it on the PS4. As far as, like, all games on the eShop right now, uh, Dragon Quest Eleven is number six. Goose Game is number one, right? Yeah, Goose Game is number one. Link's Awakening is number two, and Membrane is number three. Only because it's selling for nine cents right now. It's so tough. <laughs> I think it's pretty funny that Goose Game just kind of came in and screwed things yeah. up for Link's Awakening, yeah. so to speak. It's it's weird Very because like if, if, as far as download only, Dragon Quest One is number eight, but on the on all games it's. I don't. I haven't even seen it. Or no, there it is. It's number eleven. It's number eleven. Three is eighteen. Two is somewhere. Doesn't matter. But yeah, no. I mean, I I recommend getting all of them if you like. If you think you like uh, turn-based RPGs, you should play the original ones. They're like they're like the Ramones of video games. You know, they were they were a pioneer and shit way before everybody else does. Did that's what I think of them as. But let's talk about the news for this week real quick. Here is the news. I promise you it's the news. First, uh, first up, I want to talk about the games that came out for the week as, as we do. So this week, Ghostbusters the video game is coming out on the 4th for $30. That's a game that I want to play again, but I just can't bring myself to pay $30 for it. So I think I'm Did you play all the way through it? I played the Wii version on, oh. but I, which was different. It was, it was actually pretty cool. It was cell shaded. Actually, the Wii version had had a multiplayer and it had a female character. And this PS3 one didn't, so it did have some extra stuff. But yeah, no, I, I played it on Wii. I didn't beat it all the way, but I did play it on there with motion control, and I thought it was fun. And I always kind of kind of wanted to play the PlayStation Three one, but I wanted to buy it for like ten dollars because that was what it was selling for used, you know. Hmm. So I don't want to pay thirty dollars for it. I'm waiting on that one. If it was twenty, I'd be a little bit more like. You know, but I also bought a bunch of Amiibo, so I don't need to buy anything else as of right now. But yeah, yeah that's another one that I'll consider because yeah. that would be ten bucks with my twenty dollars gift card that you got. That's true, and a lot of people like it, and you know, people who like Ghostbusters definitely check it out. Uh, yeah, that's coming out on the fourth. Uh, Neo Cab, which we talked about last week, which I played the demo of. You can play the demo for free. That's coming out on the third. It's on sale right now. It's like a couple bucks off. Like that's kind of one I wanted to try, but I, I'm probably gonna have to wait. Um, Candleman, that was one that actually Natasha mentioned she was playing one time on our show. And it's kind of interesting. It's like, it's, I, I looked into it. It's like a, it's like a 3D platformer, but you're like a little candle. Mm. So like, depending on how, how bright your candle is, is like how much you can see the world, you know, and you kind of like have to relight yourself up and all that. It looks super quirky and fun, you know. It's another one coming out on the third this week. They, they, they dropped the first Marvel Ultimate Alliance 2 DLC pack. The first official of the paid DLC, if you paid the $20, there's supposed to be like three chapters with new characters. This is the first chapter. It has Blade, Moon Knight, Punisher, and Morbius. And it is called The Curse of the Vampire. So that's uh, Marvel Ultimate Alliance was another game I wish I would have played more of. And I wanted to, I, w- I definitely want to get the, the expansion pack because it's only like 20 bucks, and there's going to be a Fantastic Four one in there. But I got, I'll wait on it until I play more of the regular game. Yeah, for anybody who's been like waiting for it, 
they're they're there. That's cool. And those are all cool characters. Those are all guys I want to play as. Especially like Blade and the Punisher. It's awesome. And uh, also coming out this week, I put Double Switch down just because I didn't know what it was. But John explained what it was earlier in the episode. And now it's, yeah, that's kind of cool. I I mean, I don't, I don't think I'm going to get it. I never I never played through uh, that other one. I, Night Trap. Night Trap, yeah, yeah. But I didn't never play never played through Night Trap, so I'm not really on a rush to get to get that. Plus, I have so many games that I don't really need anything right now. But if anybody was looking for more games, shit, there's a lot of stuff on sale right now. Uh, Cuphead, twenty percent off. That's till October sixth, so get on that quick. Uh, Square Enix is having a giant sale, which is pretty awesome. If there was a if I didn't have like four Dragon Quest games on my Switch, I might consider getting some of those Final Fantasy games. But I know like Final Fantasy X and Ten Two is like forty percent off. So is uh, Final Fantasy Twelve. They're thirty bucks now instead of fifty. Which I, you know, I I am kind of like, man, I should try to play twelve sometime. But I'm like, I got so much other stuff to play that I don't need to do it right now. What about Cuphead? I know you're talking about maybe getting that sometime before, but now it's on sale. Yeah, it is on sale. It's true. I don't know. I think you should pick it up. I think it's really fun. Yeah, I'm, you should at I, some point. It's fucking hard. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not going to get it right now. But honestly, I, I haven't played it. In a yeah, long it's time. the it's, difficulty yeah, sure. and the like, and the way it's like kind of a contra game doesn't really. I don't know. It's kind a of boss rush off game about it. Yeah. For the most part. Yeah. But aside from that, we talked about Thimbleweed Park, the uh, half off. Uh, Guacamelee 2 is on sale through the 7th. Bastion and Transistor, Iconoclast, Gato Roboto, Steamworld Quest, Slay the Gato Spire. Gato Roboto is already hella cheap, so. Yeah. Gato Roboto is an odd. Two or three bucks now. Yeah, that was a really yeah, fun game. That was kind of like, it was kind of like Goose game-ish, you know? it's it It only took me like maybe seven hours or no, I think it was more like four, like four or five hours to get through, but it was a lot of fun to play. It was fun the whole time. Yeah. And, uh, Slay of the Spires on sale. I thought about that because people like really love that game. And I feel like it's like a roguelike, right? It's an, it's a turn-based RPG with card collecting. And yeah, I think there's some rogueness to it as well. Yeah. But people love it. And, I feel like I owe it to myself to try it just for I feel our, like, like. Did Cat Bailey talk about that? On- yeah, she yeah she loved it. She talked it up a whole bunch. The people on NVC been talking it up a whole bunch too. But it, it's on. That it's one's a, been on my radar. It's too. a couple bucks off. Uh, I mentioned Neo Cab is on sale. Ringo Ishikawa is on sale. That's a game that I really loved when it came out. It's a definitely a very unique spin on the River City Ransom games, and it has All a but- has a button to smoke with. So that's. What everybody wants, and just because we mentioned Siberia okay. Trilogy last last episode, those those are on sale too. All three of them that are already on the eShop, they're on sale. But yeah, no, there's a whole lot of shit on sale. Some of them are really cheap, you know, depending on what you're getting into. If it wasn't, if if we didn't, if I didn't have so many games that I want to play that I already own, I might consider some of these. I did see that Nickelodeon Racers was on sale. It's like <laughs> <Yep>. fifteen dollars. <laughs> yep, it's still not cheap no. enough. I, I, in order to get that, it would have to be like under ten for me to get that thing. You never wanted to like take out Tommy Pickles with SpongeBob. Uh, I don't know who Tommy Pickles is, so no. He's a baby from Rugrats. Oh, okay. So do you want to let's talk about a rumor here? Do you want to talk about yep. this? You talk about this, John, because this is what you want so badly. Sure. Well, this is sort of what I want. Um, this is sort of. the rumor is GTA Three coming to Switch. So it was another sort of leak, possibly from the Australian rating board. Those Australians, the Australian rating board. How dare um, they? Well, they're leaking. Yeah, 
They yeah. Need to, they need to need to tighten it up, Mayor. No, stop <laughs> letting all that leaking out. <laughs> I mean, GTA three is on phone, is on iOS. It's been on iOS for like ten yeah. years. So I mean I would not be excited about that. Yeah. I, I mean, mean if it was like five dollars, yeah. I probably would pick it up. But number five. I th- we we need five. It's long overdue. Yeah, I don't know. I I mean Rockstar has been really weird about Switch, actually. I, I don't really understand yeah. what's, up, what's got, up with what, them. The one game. L.A. Noir. L.A. Noir, that's it. <laughs> yeah, all we got was L.A. Noir. And, no and, excuse at this point. And that's not a... You know? That wasn't a... I don't know. I don't really care for that game. So it's kind of like... Uh, that's a weird one to, to test the grounds with. I mean, if they... I, I feel like if they really wanted to think and to find out if something's going to sell, they should have they should have released, yeah, GTA 3 for cheap, you know? And that would probably be number one GTA in the five. sales. Like, put three on there first. That's like no it's effort. A- I'm just telling you, that's like no effort. Put so it on there. Three, yep. See how see how it yep. sells, and then put five on after that. And you guys can play it, you know. Or do I mean San Andreas would probably be a good one to start with too. Just like yeah. it's going to be like one of the more offensive ones right out the gate, but it was still sort of I don't know, still sort of like tamer than five for sure. Mm-hmm. I, I agree that five needs to come to Switch, but I doubt I'll buy it because I already own it on PC and Xbox. Yeah, and I, mean, I like the game, but I don't see myself wanting to play it on the go. Like, I don't really care that much. About yeah, it. that'll be that'll be John's big purchase. I I, say I beat it. I would do that. I'm I'm a, I beat the story mode, and I've had no desire to revisit it since. I, I mean, I got I got past the point of caring about GTA games a really long time ago, so. I, it's I'll, a it's a fantastic game. I'll probably never played it. I mean, I just it's very I just very nicely polished. I watched I watched people play it. I mean, I played it for a second. You know, I did that conquer the mountain thing with my old roommate, but you know <laughs> that was uh yeah. It's, I just I just don't care. It's not really it's the those, only those Xbox aren't my games. game I bought the day it launched. There are so many there are so many uh, sandbox games out there that I enjoy more than Grand Theft Auto. So. I have. I mean, I'd rather. I'd honestly rather play uh, Saints Row than than any of the Grand Theft Auto games. But you know, cool. They'll sell, they'll make money. They put it on Switch. Go for it. But let's talk about games that are actually coming out. Uh, Brain Age. Is that yeah, happening? We're getting a new Brain Age. Is that real? That is real. Okay. Yes. It looks um, like you hold it in portrait mode. Hold it oh, in nice. Mode, yes. Yeah, that's cool. So so like, uh, and it's all going to be touchscreen. I take it. Yes. It's going to have screen. Yep. Like, can you just hold it like just like just the screen part and take the joy cons off? There's a couple of different things you can do. So there's, there's a shot of a woman holding it, you know, like she would a phone. And then there's another shot of tabletop mode, mother and a son playing mm. some kind of bird counting game. Like they're clicking the, the R and the L button oh, on sure. top of the joy con. I mean, there were there, birds. I mean, there were counting games in the other one in the, where it you had like, like the, use the IR camera. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's a scene where they're pointing the, the camera at your hand, and you're like holding up numbers, and um, gotta use. And it'll tell how many. It looked like it might have been like paper rock scissors. Yeah, yeah. Gotta use that IR. Yeah. So this is coming to Japan. No confirmation yet that it's coming to the United States. Oh, it, it'll come but out. It'll come out here. Though. It'll I, come. I'd, I'd be really yeah. surprised because, I mean, yeah. That series was was big, so it was really big on on DS, and I'm and since like everything seems to be doing well I think on it Switch, sold a lot of DSs. Oh yeah, no, no, Brain Age Ooh. I felt was like a system seller. It was basically the Wii Sports of the DS. Well, that that and Nintendo, right. so, that, that and Nintendo as that, well. Now we're getting Brain Age, and we got the quote unquote Wii Fit game. Like 
it's 2007 all over again. Well, yeah. I mean, yeah, it's printing money, so they're like, what else can we make? <laughs> what else can we That's coming on out here? on December 27th in Japan. Okay. So it'll probably be early next year, maybe, if that comes around. But the other game... I wasn't able to tell what the, what the name of the game is, if it's going to be just Brain Age or if they've got some kind of other name for it, but... Yeah, yeah I don't Age. know. Coming soon. Brain Age Switch? That's what it kind of looked like from the thing, Brain Age Nintendo Switch. But also, House of the Dead 1 and 2 coming to Switch. We can suffer yeah. like G all over again. Um, it's this I just w- want Typing of the Dead. This is a weird choice because because uh, you remember they did that House of the Dead collection on Wii, and it was just 2 and 3. There was no 1. As far as I know, House of the Dead 1 was never re-released on anything, so that's kind of an interesting choice. And it looks like it's being done by the same person who's doing Panzer, Panzer Dragoon. Remember when that was announced? I feel like that's kind of like just disappeared. I almost forgot about that. Into the ether, yeah. you know. I, I, I guess maybe it wasn't coming out till next year. I don't know. I just completely forgot about it. Till. The Panzer Dragoon remake. Yeah, yeah. But um, House of the Dead. Don't you need a gun for that? I love House of the Dead, and I really, yeah. I really want. Please, Labo support. Come on, let me use my fucking VR Labo Labo for this. Yeah. <laughs> this is the one game that I want more than anything. I mean, House of the Dead. The graphics are so simple that yes, you could totally do that. You could totally do it in 3D, and I would love to play it. Yeah, that'd that, be amazing. Th- that's what I hope for. Like, I want to get it anyway because I love those games, but. Come on, let me let me use the fucking Lambo thing. Like it's, I'm doing nothing with it right now. I really need to play House of the Dead one and two with it. Come on, let's do it. It just needs to be a free update on there. And likewise, I think you should be able to plug a USB keyboard into the Switch and, <laughs> and do typing of the dead. Yeah. <laughs> hey, you never come know. on. There's already a USB port. Isn't there? I, I think there is actually. Like, <laughs> isn't there a keyboard that you can attach your Joy Cons to somewhere? I thought I saw that. Like, a, like, a, like an in-between. Typing of the Dead is one of the most, I'd say one of the most memorable video game experiences I have. At least, well, it was on Dreamcast that I played it, I think. So. Yeah. It's it was your... just like, so it just blew my mind at the time. It's very strange. I was just like instantly good at it, too, because mm. I think I played, you know, easy mode or whatever. I could type pretty quickly, so it went well for me the first time through, and I'm just like, I'm such a good typist. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm yeah, slaying zombies like with my words. <laughs> well, so I also have. I, say, I have touched the dead. I have touched the dead on the DS. That game's fun. Touch the dead. It's hard. That's a, yeah, it is hard, but it was fun. I liked it. It's a. Sh- yeah. It's basically a. I don't remember that. It's a light gun game with the stylus. It's basically yeah. a light gun game, but you you're just tapping touch their heads to kill them. Pretty yeah, much. it's fun. It, it's but hard. I love it's that it's called fuck, Touch though. the Dead. Yeah. It's such a freaking dark concept. Touch the dead. Touch it. There's some other like game stuff uh new release in our in our news later i want to talk about so the lion king and aladdin thing that they're releasing yep. it's actually showed up in the e-shop for how guess how much it is do you guys know i heard it was 30 dollars. yes it's fucking 30 dollars i'm for not buying them or I'm, just I'm, for, one, for each one for both of for them. the pair it's all it's like a collection you get yeah. both of the games i'm not buying That's... that I'm, I'm not buying it for thirty dollars. I think that's, that's kind of a not little bad. bit high. If you never had the games, I guess I just don't. I don't care. <laughs> it's I don't care enough to pay thirty dollars for them. There's extra scenes in them. Yeah. Now they're saying that there's going to be new levels, right, in the Aladdin yeah. version. Yeah. Right. I think what they were saying was that there's going to be extensions to the levels, not new levels, but that oh, there's different levels. sections. Basically, it's like a director's cut. 
for yeah. Aladdin. As long as I'm, I'm definitely not buying it. I'm definitely not buying it I'm either. I'm not buying it either. <laughs> I, I'm just I happy know. that it's out there. Like I already, I've, I own the Aladdin on Genesis. I've played yep. it a million times. I can't get excited about playing it again. I know. I, I think I said I was excited initially, but I've, I've thought about it. I've calmed down, sobered up. Yeah. And you know, I'm just not that big of a Disney fan either. So yeah. we were just, you know, you we were preparing for a fight in that re- in that regard. You were training. Yeah. Oh yeah. For the <laughs> for our uh, verses, we should do that again on oh, Patreon. Yeah. We need to do that for something else on Patreon at some point. I mean, and, so, and since that episode, I did purchase it on this the Sega Genesis. I haven't played all the way through it, but and I did actually buy the one on the Game Boy Color as well. So yeah, I didn't buy the which Game, is pretty yeah. much the Genesis version because it's also made by Virgin. I didn't buy the Game Boy one, but I bought all the other ones. Or I bought the Genesis and the Super Nintendo yeah, one. Yeah, I don't need them. I, I don't have Lion King on the uh, Genesis, but I think it's pretty much the same as the Super Nintendo. I think one. that one's the same. Yeah. Isn't it? Isn't it like hard? Isn't it like hard as fucking pretty much unplayable? So you know, it's a hard game. I, yeah. Well, I had it on Game Gear, and I don't think I ever beat it on Game Gear. Yeah. But yeah, this package, from what I hear, it's a pretty robust package. So I would say, if you're a Disney fan. You're someone who did really love the game back then, and maybe you don't have your copy anymore. I think thirty bucks could be worth it. I mean, they've got like eight different versions of Aladdin or something ridiculous like that. Yeah. Um, well, isn't like, it, but isn't like the price tag of like the Konami, like the Konami collection, and like and like Contra and like Castlevania? Weren't those like twenty though? And those have like I think five or six is a games. Sweet spot, I think maybe yeah. you're paying a little bit of a premium with the Disney license and all that. Yeah. But um, I think I, I think yeah. twenty is a great is a great price tag for me for most like re releases on Switch. Anything that gets above twenty, I'm a little like not mm-hmm. into it. You know, right? Twenty twenty is my my good spot. You know, they're getting right there with you. Except I, for Link's Awakening, unless it's like I would bet they're just yeah. But Link's Awakening was a whole the, was a new game was they, a remaster. They can get away with because they will whatever. certainly release future Disney games. They put the label on it. It's called the Disney Classics Collection or yeah. something like that. If they so did there's a, intention there to do more. And I bet if this one doesn't sell as well, I mean, obviously if this one doesn't sell as well, they're gonna lower it down to maybe twenty five or twenty. Yeah. But if yeah. they if they do like a DuckTales yeah. one and two thing, maybe. But I don't need I don't even think I'd play thirty thirty for that. I'd rather do twenty yeah. or less. Let's but let's talk about so I've heard that people are having trouble with the switch light already. Is that true? Yeah. Have you heard about that where people are saying that they're getting Joy Con drift? After 20 hours, which is weird because I thought that the Switch Lite would be better because it was like hardwired into the Switch and all that. I didn't. Somebody opened it up and basically it's the exact same parts. Yeah, it's just now fused to the Switch. I'm still, so. I'm deathly afraid of the Joy-Con drift. Like I was, I was laying in bed playing Dragon Quest One today, and I like using the analog stick for like you know top-down 3D type games. I feel like it's easier for me to walk around on a map like that. And I'm just playing and enjoying it, and I'm like, man, I'm so afraid of my Joy-Con drifting. Because actually, friend of the show, uh, Sam, who owns the owns a Toy Shore, we had him on the show before. I was just talking mm-hmm. to him the other day, and uh, he's finally gotten around to playing Switch. He's actually played through Breath of the Wild in its entirety. Well, I mean, to the end. He hasn't done everything, of course. but And uh, yeah, he had a Joy-Con drift problem. He played it all handheld, and uh, his Joy-Con died. And uh, he said he went he went to GameStop to buy another one, and that one was broken too. And uh, it was it was a used Joy-Con, but that one also had drift. And he basically he brought in he basically brought in his system, his Switch, and said like, "Can you please tell me what is happening here?" 
Like, what's going on? Can you tell me, like, is my game broken? What is this? And they're like, oh, no, you have two bad controllers. So, yeah. Mm. I, I, I dread yeah. I dread the drift. Hopefully it doesn't happen to me. But there's... Yeah, I'm surprised they're not really doing... Well, I, I mean, they have, they've they said they, you can send in your Joy-Con or whatever, and yeah. people will fix it. Well, for, for the light, though, you have to send in your whole system. Your whole system. Yeah, and so that's different. They did announce quietly... That they're somebody found doing out a, rather that they're doing a new one, a new Joy-Con. Yeah. Um, excuse me, a new Switch, Switch Lite, Lite model already. Yeah, that's what I heard as well. Wow! Like if you're planning on getting a Switch Lite, don't get one right away because yeah. maybe in a month or two you'll have a new model. Yeah, it makes so. me it makes me want one even less, right? I mean, yeah. I, didn't, I didn't really want one, but I was like, oh, I think they look kind of sleek. But yeah, if they're like if their Joy Cons are going out already, you'd think they could find a way to fix that. It just makes me wonder why they didn't fix it to begin with. I mean, if my Joy-Con drifts die, like, or if my Joy-Con starts drifting, like, on the plane or whatever, I can at least, like, turn them off and use my 8-bit Dope Pro controller, you know? Mm. And, but if it was a Switch Lite, like, you're, you got no choices, man. I guess you could have to turn them off and lean it up against your phone or something like that to <laughs> try to find a way to, you know, because it didn't have a kickstand. I don't know. Yeah. What else? What else do you want to talk? Some let's other talk. good news is that they got some pictures of Super Nintendo World online. So somebody has uh, taken some shots from outside of the park where they can see the giant tower. We've all seen sort of images by now. Yeah. But now the tarps have come down, so you can see what it actually looks like. It is styled after Super Mario 3D World. It has that kind of vibe to it. That's what I thought too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's got like the fluffy trees and stuff, which is kind of like Super Mario World, also. But yeah, no, I mean, yeah, it's looking cool. good. Three pictures. I'm there excited for it more and more day by day, <laughs> day by day. This this is some news, some sad news along the lines of Joy-Con drift. Mm-hmm. Uh, Alpha Dream, the guys who created the Mario and Luigi games, are filing for bankruptcy now. I guess I guess that last Superstar Saga remake really did them in. <laughs> that was a uh, you know the one that came out for 3ds that no one bought because it came out like after the switch that was the final yeah. mario and luigi and maybe so yeah facing nearly 4.3 million in debt also i i don't you know i don't know if like paper jam sold that sold that well or even like the or no was it bowser's inside story was it the last one they did the remake of yeah that didn't sell yeah but either way like I, mean, I they were uh, yeah they were on a dying ship the 3ds yeah, yeah. I mean, I, don't don't get me wrong. I like those games a lot, but maybe those yeah. maybe the remakes like wasn't the best decision for that, and maybe they should release something on Switch. I always thought. I mean, this is kind of a hot take too, but I think I think that Superstar Saga is better than Super Mario or Super Mario RPG on Super Nintendo. So there, but no, I think those games are really good. So I wish, uh, I yeah, that kind of sucks. I hope that, and it's weird that they're not like fully owned by Nintendo. Like, should Nintendo just like buy them up? You know, because yeah, they made all so those many games that were, yeah, you know, at least critically well, well, well received. Oh yeah, yeah. You know. I mean, I didn't. I, I know, like, uh, maybe people didn't like Paper Jam, and I had Paper Jam, and I barely played it. But I played most of the Dream, the Luigi one. That one was cool. I don't know. I was, I always like enjoyed those games. I did too. I mean, I guess I sort of fell off on them, but the first two were pretty fun. The one on the first one on the, th- the DS, and then the Game Boy Advance one. Yeah, the first one on Game Boy Advance, and the. Second and third on DS, you mean? Yeah, that's what I was saying. I played the first two, but I didn't pl- really play the third one that much on DS. Oh, the you haven't you didn't play Bowser's Inside Story? I own it, but I haven't played. Oh, into it. well, that one's the best one though. I think hands down. Like I played through, I played through the Time Partners, Partners in Time. That was the second one. 
I beat it, but I thought it was okay. But Bowser's Inside Story is really good. Like, I think that one and the first one are really, really good. So, I mean, if you have it, yeah, I've got that one too. I've played all the way through yeah. it. Though. Yeah, I ended up finding, like, I don't know, one of my roommates have it or something, but just found it in the apartment, like, found, like, the DS cart. And I had already I had already given mine away or sold it or whatever. It wasn't mine, but I ended up getting another one for free and kind of makes me want to play that game again because it was so good. And they did a lot of really fun, like, you know, book mode stuff where you, like, control Bowser and you hold it on the side. And, yeah, it was, it was a fun game. But yeah, I hope uh, Nintendo should really just, yeah, should take care of that because... Hopefully they hire up at least yeah. some of those people. Yeah. So Dragon Quest, the iOS game, is coming out here. There's finally an iOS game that I'm interested in, and here it is. How about that? Yeah. Just because I don't like iOS games, but I'm going to have to try it just because I like Dragon Quest so much. When I when you sent it to me, I was hoping that it was Dragon Quest Walk, but that looks like that's all, still only going to be in yeah, Japan. Yeah, this is a game that has been out for five years already. Yeah, in Japan. Yeah, I forget the exact title. Of it. Look, I mean, I don't know. Looking at the pictures here, it doesn't really look like a full-on Dragon Quest RPG, but it is. No, it's it's saying, yeah, this is typical RPG gotcha game. Playable hero, team up with AI companions. Okay, well, yeah, the multiplayer mode. Yeah, it's it looks very gotcha. It says pay, players will communicate with each other using emoji of slimes and other Dragon Quest monsters. Signed by Kanahi. I'll try it out. I mean, I'm sure it's like freemium or free to play, so I can try it. But I won't guarantee that I'll play it a lot. But I you at least try it. I'll try it, yeah, because I like Dragon, Dragon Quest characters. I mean, I like Mario Kart also, but Tour didn't do anything for me. So hey, yeah, I, lo- I mean, <laughs> Mario Kart's been a system seller for me for years. So well, Mario Kart's yeah. great. Uh, Mario Kart Tour, not great. No, terrible. Yeah, tour got twenty million downloads on day I one. I deleted it. That's because it's because it's, it's fucking free. That doesn't say anything. Everybody downloaded yeah. it because you have to pay. Don't have to pay anything for it. Yeah, it, it they downloaded it because it said Mario Kart on it. That's why. Doesn't mean that it's good, <laughs> you know. But people still still download it. You have to pay anything for it. All right, that's been our episode one hundred and ninety one. Thanks everybody for listening. If you want to li- if you want to see more of us, you can check us out at youtube.com slash Nintendo Main Podcast or twitch.tv slash Nintendo Main Podcast where I do streams 2 a.m. on Tuesdays and Fridays on Twitch. I've been wanting to do just I kind of want to do like a sort of like a retro roundup. I'm, I'm trying to like finish some of the games that I really wanted to finish but didn't have time to. So that's kind of what I'm what I'm planning on doing. Like maybe try to finish like Turok 2 and Red Faction and like probably Tony Hawk Underground and stuff that I started playing that's more retro based that I wanted to finish so i think that's what i'm gonna be doing for the most part on my twitch so check that out uh also i signed up for extra life it's a uh it's like a charity streaming thing i actually signed up for it with uh with super gg radio so if anybody would like to donate i think it goes to uh children hospital children's hospital in chicago here you can you can uh donate for my i won't be streaming until like mid-november is when it's going to happen but Extra life, what's it like? Extra dash life dot org is the is the website, and you can actually search me by name there, Trey Johnson, or you can look up Super GG Radio and see all the guys on there. So I joined up, decided to join up with them for that, just because I've never done charity streaming stuff. So that should be fun. So you can check that out as well, and of course, uh, you can check out Jess and I's show, Drunk Monday. We're actually going to be going to see Joker in a few days, so that'll be our next episode. So that'll be pretty interesting to listen to. 
You can find that on all of the podcast things. Just look up Dark Monday. You might see that movie with an undercover cop. Well, I mean, everybody remembers what happened with Dark Knight Rises, so it's it's not that much of a surprise that they're checking people for guns and stuff. But on a lighter note, uh, if if you'd like to hear more of us, you can hear us at patreon.com. We have our Tony Hawk ep- or Tony Hawk episode is up there. Our Dreamcast episode is up there. All you have to do is donate a dollar and you get to hear all the extra shit. I'm actually going to be putting a couple more up on there as well, you know, before before we leave. There'll be there'll be another of course another expansion pack in October before I leave for Japan and I'll be putting a special WRT radio on there as well. So give us a dollar a month, you get to hear all our extra stuff. Plus we have plenty of interviews with uh you know, Tim Kitzrow and uh Johnny Cage and and Chris Kohler and different people that we ran into. Check that out in our live shows as well. But we've been your hosts. I'm Trey Johnson. I'm Jeremy Mikowski. John Nitter. And uh, thanks, everybody, for listening. Uh, check us next week when we come back and talk about more Nintendo stuff. See you.